game called Boxalot or whatever it was called, and now yeah, Scamidia. Scamidia, Scamidia. I'm sorry, I, I should have got it right. I think I can still Jeez, do that dude. one. Though. I, I think I can still do that. Scamidia, yeah, it's the it's the the scam game you always wanted. You don't think you do, but you do, and we know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlock yeah. everything through loot boxes. <laughs> everything. You can't do nothing. It's not even got a title screen. There's nothing. It's a white screen. Buy a loot box. Unlock stuff. You don't. And it, yeah, you don't know what's good for you, so buy more clearly we know what you need yeah eventually you'll unlock the game welcome to the party we are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on mmos rpgs game development and gaming culture i'm your host phoenix also known as the morgan i'm joined today by my returning party member currently, but members later because Nathan got held up today. He will be joining us later mid-show. So if you're tuning in and you don't hear him, no worries. We'll get him back here in a little while, probably within, I don't know, probably like the next uh, 40 minutes or so. But we got Renfell in here today. Renfell, welcome back, man. Hey, hey, hey. Good yeah, to be here as always. Absolutely. We definitely have some good chats today to be had. Um, we, before we dig in, as usual, uh, got to give a big shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags packed, provision stocked for all of our adventures here on the show. Um, obviously, as usual, I always want to shout out uh, if you would like to show some love uh, to the podcast uh, over on iTunes, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, you can go over there and leave us a five star review, leave a comment. We'll read it here live on the show um and yeah so if you go over there it's uh over to our social media at the lfm show you'll see all of our social or sorry all of our podcast places pinned to the top of the uh social media feed and you can go over there click on the places go listen wherever you like to uh but yeah that's where you'll find the link to our itunes so friends uh we we do have a bunch on the agenda um I just got to say, Nathan's not here, but please remind me if you can when 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 he does hop on. I got to talk to him about that damn video he dropped in our chat, homie. You know, one. the one with the guy with the gun in the car that's apparently been gone, going what? viral this week. I saw right? that when I was going to bed the other <laughs> night and I was like, what the fuck? That was, that like, was amazing. That I was, was like, amazing. this is unbelievable. What did he say? Something about Caspian must have been driving by or something. And I was like, yeah, I he was saw seeing... Caspian coming towards him and just had to, have, had to melt down. <laughs> that was amazing, cat. by the way. Because he did, the, the uh, resemblance was quite striking. I, I got nothing to say. This is ridiculous, man. I, I don't understand what people, <laughs> people lately trying to associate me with criminal behavior. And I don't understand it. I just don't. You all are ridiculous, but you're beautiful and I love you. So, ah, uh, man, it's nice and cold. I don't know about the rest of you, but Sims trying to stay a little warm and cozy today because we got we actually got some like ice and snow and stuff. And, you know, you all know me. I've had frostbite. So I'm over here like shit, man, trying to stay, stay warm. Stay away, man. I don't know, man. You know, I got to say. What do you mean I'm looking kind of shady? Look at this. We're not even minutes in, and I already got somebody in chat going, Sims looking kind of shady. I don't know. I don't understand this, 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 this narrative people try to frame that, like, I would, for some reason, purposefully loot things that don't belong to me, like a loot ninja, that I would make these decisions. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Y'all are full of it. That's all I got to say about that. All right? So thanks. All right. About the week. 
it's been an interesting week. We talked last time about um, Camelot Unchained. I did post a video. I think it went up today. Uh, and yeah, a couple, like maybe an hour ago, I think. Yeah, so an I think hour I, and a half ago. Right. I think last time, whenever we were on the show, I think I actually discussed this with you all that uh, I was getting some messages from people about some of the things that kind of like literally these are people who are testers. Um, and so they're like leaving messages for me and kind of like, uh, you know, kind of giving me some of their feedback. And there was a big chain of discussion uh, that I had with some of them on social media and stuff, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of social media, but it, it serves some good purposes and people tying in and sharing their thoughts and giving you information that you otherwise would just not have when you're discussing some of these things. Like I'm not a backer for that game. I backed Ashes. I didn't back that game. Right. I, I like the Arthurian legend. I like all that stuff. Camelot's awesome. It's a great time. Um, however, yeah, I got people that are backers who were like breaking their NDA, literally breaking their NDA and showing me the forms and showing me things. I think they're planning on sending me uh, footage of when they get into testing that I got another homie on social media on Twitter today when I posted and he was like, I've had, I've backed it and I've never even been able to get in. Uh, do I think that they're working on the game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's hard to discredit. They're clearly developing a game, right? You don't go through a laundry list of details in your monthly updates and stuff and outline all these, you know, details of what you've worked on and what you've done. It's literally a log of information. Yeah, there's art assets there, but, um, you know, the long and short of it is I just, you can go check it out, give me your thoughts or whatever. But I just think that this is a, a really great example of where they're bombing it because PR is horrible. Like they're just not managing that man at like at all. Right. And the, and the only times there's really any, any kind of a, a direct response to some of the things that are kind of going on or people are saying or sharing is, you know, literally met with like, you know, e either like an outburst or just not met, you know, responding to a lot. All. Of, he does a lot of outbursting. Um, yeah. It's, and it's also like, I think it goes to show you when things are that bad. Not like I mean, people don't generally respect NDAs that much anyway these days. But in some cases, when you start seeing people willingly go the distance to break an NDA to show how bad it right. is in the incident, kind of goes to show you the the real state of affairs. Um, yeah, Sad. and the fact that there's zero publicity around anything, and when there is, it's usually him coming out of the word work to bash someone for what he perceives as yeah. trolling. And granted, there are a lot of people who troll. Um, but also there's, in some cases, there can be genuine criticism um, that's not trolling going on. And when True. someone's when someone's knee-jerk reaction is just to call every single criticism a trolling attempt, eh, really? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm I think... kind of on the fence. I don't have a I don't have a dog in that fight. Right. But at the same time, I've I've I mean, I also feel like Mark Jacobs has been fairly quiet over He's the been, last two yeah. years. Like, there's definitely videos on their their like YouTube and stuff like that. He's doing regular updates. It's uh, mostly him, from what I've seen. That's doing the like live stream stuff. I think the last one, to December or January, January. I think it was early January. Uh, yeah, it was like not too long ago, into January. Uh, there was like another developer. Um, I didn't catch all of it. Uh, honestly, it was just kind of, eh, it wasn't really that interesting. It didn't really feel like it uh, gave me a whole lot to work with. Um, I was going through and doing some of the research though, 
Um, and I saw like, it was funny cause I was like looking at an old video and it had been live streamed. I saw Nathan pop up in the chat asking questions. Yeah. I was like, hey, what was up? That video? <laughs> it was like last year. <laughs> it was like last summer or something. Uh, which is when I think things kind of popped. Was it last summer or the one before that when people, things kind of popped before, off? Yeah. 2020. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm bad with things, but, um, I guess some things to talk about. Uh, I did a video over, uh, wayward realms recently yeah and i i I, that's the one i'm vaguely familiar with because it's it's the some of the old school Mm. elder scrolls developers who worked on like daggerfall and stuff and so from a narrative rpg standpoint i'm intrigued by what they are theoretically putting together but there's still just not enough data for me to make a judgment call yet because it's just an idea at this point yeah it's super early I've seen like um like there was an announcement yesterday about this green garden or something like that green something x blizzard some other developers they got like 4.5 million dollars to form a new studio well, I saw and I'm like that. yeah yeah I'm like that's great but why do I care at this point like it, yeah. there's no information about what you're building it's just why is that newsworthy just because you're right. making a studio yeah right right yeah I totally agree with that yeah, it's it's interesting though because I did you know I, I of course like I'm all about you know I'm I'm cautiously or I mean I'm optimistic you know and I but I proceed with caution with things like uh, like with Wayward Realms and everything and and there's just not a ton of information I'm still doing some of my work digging through things um, the the main the main thing I can see so far is it looks like there was a bit of a like last I think it was last summer someone who was on the team uh, clearly went out to do some damage and went on medium and did like an article. And it was just kind of talking to, internally from, yeah, like they were there. They're not with them anymore. Well, and they, from, with the studio, uh, yeah. no, 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 no. Wayward realms. Yeah. Oh, wayward realms. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it kind of just looked like something, you know, there was like something went on and not in good terms. I need to go do some of the reading, but at first glance, it just looked like, they were trying to do some damage like they were exiting for whatever reason. We're trying to do some damage. Um, not a very professional look if you care about being in the no. industry. Uh, so so here. Yeah. On a side note. Yeah. You know, I just recently went through, you know, no longer with the day job where I've been for the past three years. Mm-hmm. And I, I ultimately didn't agree to sign the, the severance package um, because I just, you know, there was things in there that I didn't agree with and everything else. The money's not everything to me. But one thing mm. I would never do is go out and you don't go out and lambast your previous even if things didn't end on the perfect terms that hinders you finding work in the future there's a good example of this i think it was yesterday i was reading there's an nfl coach who is suing the nfl he was the dolphins head coach i think last year or something he's a black guy not that that means anything except that the case he's bringing against the NFL states that the reason he hasn't been able to get hired over the past last year is because there's so much racism in the NFL. No one wants to hire him because they only interview uh-huh. him because of this rule that you have to interview diverse candidates and everything else. And the reaction to that has been he just screwed himself out of ever getting a job as a coach ever again in the NFL by suing the very organization that provided him with gainful employment over the last few years. And it's not to say that there aren't issues, but when you, when you make there's, there are ways I'm, I'm sidetracking now, but oh, I good. agree with you. It was what I'm getting at. I agree with you. There are ways to say, yeah. That. Yeah. When you're disgruntled. It is what it is. It's like, I could say so much 
about Ember's yeah. Drift and my previous. Well, I'm good at today. I'm just saying. Actually, I'm good at today. Again, from a legal standpoint, my brother and I are legally, technically, still Stormhaven Studios, twenty five percent owners. Like, so there's there's things I could say about stuff, but we don't go out there and say those things because because anything you can say can and will be used against you. And yeah. also, it just looks bad when you make those kinds of statements. But it's interesting that you said that, and I'd love to go read that piece. Yeah, as I start to do more research on Wayward Realms. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty interesting because um, you know, I anyway, I, there's not really a whole lot of news to to talk about on this point. But I just, um, you know, my experience so far, I like entered the Discord, kind of like chat. People are pretty welcoming. You know, it's it's clearly like in this super ground level, like it's real early still. Right. There's not tons of information out there. Um, but the reason it's interesting to me uh, and, and why I'm like so curious about this game is like, you know, you got like some of the the big people like these were the people that were, from my perspective, visionaries when it comes to the idea of an open world uh, RPG, RPG yeah. game. I mean, you know, Daggerfall is sort of where it all left off. And if anybody remembers Daggerfall, that was like way ahead of its time when that came out like the things they were doing there with procedural generation and like going to an open world and having just like this uh sort of like open to whatever possibility could kind of come your way i mean that was like the way they were going and i remember the dreams back then for it and and granted i didn't play a lot of daggerfall but it was more of a i got in on that a little bit after the fact more um Mm -hmm. you know and uh it it was it was at a point where if things had developed uh, adhering to what Daggerfall was doing, um, we'd be in a whole different world when it comes to open world and uh, RPGs at this point. I mean, they would have evolved very differently. And I think we'd be in a, in my opinion, a much cooler place. Um, but, you know, things happen, things change, life happens, life and circumstances change. And that didn't happen. But the people who sort of brought that to life are, you know, Julian LaFay and was it Ted Peterson, I think, are two of the names I could think of offhand. These are like the people that were responsible for some pretty amazing worlds. So having them be at the forefront of developing this, it's it's a pretty cool thing. It's a cool idea. It makes you very curious. At least it makes me very curious um, to see what's coming. So when you see something this early, when someone sort of comes out and does this, it's like, for me, I'm just like, it's way too early to make a decision. I mean, they're not, they're, they're on the ground levels working on this. Um, there's not tons to show off at the moment. Couple teasers, some lore. Um, the community's done a really good job of putting together, uh, like basically everything that's been shared publicly. And it's on like this Word document that someone shared for me. I was like, hey, cool, thanks. You know, and so I'm digging away and looking at it because, you know, me, I love an RPG, man. I love fantasy worlds. If you and we need more of them, in my opinion, we need some more solid ones, uh, whether it's movies or otherwise. I think the difference for me between a a new studio that's never put something out like them and looking at Obsidian and what they've got coming up with Avowed, because we don't know a lot about Avowed other than we know it's going to be a first person RPG set in the same world as the Pillars of Eternity games. Well, we already got two Pillars of Eternity games, which were some of the best top-down isometric RPGs that have ever existed. So we know, and Obsidian has proven over time with Knights of the Old Republic 2, Fallout, all these other games, that they know how to do story. So it's kind of a given that Avowed is going to be a very good game, however it comes out. Whereas with the folks behind the Wayward 
game, you haven't produced anything yet. Yes, you have done some cool work in the past with another yep. studio, mm-hmm. but that's different when it's you know when you haven't yet proven yourself. Fresh slate, new, yeah, exactly. You know, it's essentially a fresh slate, and that's the way I look at it. Um, so. Yeah, so yo, we got a lot of people popping off in chat. Hello, everyone. We got a, a nice yeah, turnout like today. There's a nice turnout today. Yeah, chat. I'm I'm not I'm not done catching up on chat either. If there's somewhere, I'm sorry if I if I miss you all chatting. Feel free to ping me if you like. You know, have a thought. You have a question um, or any of that. I may not be able to get to them all, but please do. You know, feel free to ping me um, in the chat too because it ensures that I don't miss it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, it, it's a good time because there seems that there are some pretty inspirational projects out there that, that yes. seem like they, I mean, and Avowed to me is like sort of in the domain of where the Wayward Realms is going. It's this open world RPG. Um, you know, when's the last time we had a great one we talk about all the time? In my opinion, we had Skyrim, but even that was like, it's still sort of like, you know, it's a very, very much its own cutout. Um, I, I feel like with the Elder Scrolls games, they they've sort of become more limiting as they've continued. So this uh, is very interesting yeah. because I had not played this game, and it came out a few years ago, and it was part of Xbox mm. Games Pass, and I knew I knew I was going to enjoy it. Um, but I loaded it up yesterday, and I I played like six hours yesterday, which is Bard's Tale Four, uh, and I've Bard's got the director's good. cut. So, but what's really interesting to me is it's the open world RPG, but it's turn based combat so it's not yeah. going to be your skyrim but it's still it's an open world i would consider it an open world rpg it's kind of more linear rpg you know but it's still like it's been good the voiceovers nice. the music like the storyline has been really tightly dialed in the voiceovers are really really good so i mean we've had good games that have come out um but yeah I, it's I don't know, man, because I, I like all types of RPGs, so it's hard for me to say that I prefer – I don't prefer one or the other. It's like when Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2 came out, those two games, when I played them at the time, they were the best games I'd played in like two, three years, both mm-hmm. of those games. Yeah. Pillars of Eternity 2 is way better than Pillars of Eternity 1. You know, Then I played um, the most recently the Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. That was amazing. I know. I started you know, the game on that, yeah. Yeah, and so there are good RPGs in general, but it's still hard to know with an unproven studio whether they're going to be able to release something that's going to be um I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use it because mm. I don't have anything else in my hype worthy. I don't know that these are hype worthy games yet because we haven't seen enough to know that it's actually that. Oh, here's another game that I think was definitely hype worthy and the I don't I don't think we're going to talk about it on today's show, but like right. um Respawn Entertainment just just announced that they're making three new Star Wars games with EA. Crazy. Um, or not with EA, but for Disney. Um, and they are with EA. But anyway, uh, but one of those being the second, which we already knew was in development, the second Jedi Fallen Order game. Jedi Fallen Order, I wanted it to be good. I played it, and it was 20 times better than I thought it was going to be played it again had just as much fun the second time on a harder difficulty and i just loaded it on the xbox uh two days ago and i'm gonna do a third playthrough and i'm gonna try it on an even harder setting next time um because it's such a good game so there are games that come along sometimes where you're not quite sure going in if it's gonna if it's gonna grab the essence um and then it turns out to be everything better and then there's other games that come out and you're just like 
Dude, you know what I went off on? The video's not up yet, but I did do one over that Blockverse game. And I'm not going to talk about it Which too much. That's that one that was the Minecraft. Basically, it's not a game, okay? It's like a server. It was like for Minecraft, and they were selling NFTs. Oh, so my had, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. They just they just bolted with $1.2 million, yeah. dude. Well, actually, it was it was more like $3 million when you factored oh. in all the, the resale stuff. stuff. Yeah, and then they oh, came back yeah. and said, we're still here. We just took everything down because we couldn't handle the criticism Why would the trolling. You, bullshit. Why would you take a website down, dude? Why would you yeah. do that? I don't buy that for a second. So I yeah. ranted and went off on this one. Y'all can enjoy the rant later. I'll save it for there so I'm not just duplicating the same discussion or whatever but that's like a segue into also this guy ice poseidon right this dude is known as having some pretty toxic content like very questionable things happen i think he got banned from twitch like way back in the day for good reason um i think i don't know what i don't know what all he does anymore right but he's it says that even he steals five hundred thousand for fans in a crypto scam this is exactly why i don't touch this stuff this is exactly why I avoid a lot of these things, especially the NFTs that are tied to things like, you know, crypto or blockchain, right? It's not that inherently I think that crypto or blockchain are bad. I don't think that at all. It's I was even like NFT today stuff, just on yeah. Facebook, I was scrolling through. Um, Roland Emmerich has a new movie coming out called mm. Moon, I think. Halle Berry. Looking forward to that, by the way. It looks, it looks like a uh -huh. good film. And I like Roland Emmerich and I like his movies. He's done every – all of his – Disaster movies are great. Just popcorn films. He mm -hmm. popped up on my Facebook feed today promoting a goddamn NFT around the launch of that movie. Oh, and I was like, dude, like, can come we not, on. Can we not just have a Why movie Why does everybody release? want to get on this bandwagon, dude? You know what I'm saying? And it might be that the studio is, is requiring him to do that as part of the release of the film. Jeez. It might be in his contract. I don't know. But Wouldn't it's just shocked. very frustrating to see NFTs. And like the, the Ubisoft president last week telling – again, coming out and again telling gamers, you just don't get it because you're too stupid. Like literally telling the, his A whole lot of that going on lately, right? Yeah. In, in a lot of different like domains. Yeah. Oh, I got someone in chat saying I'm looking good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, homie. Snappy you know? snap. Snappity snap, don't talk back. Loot Ninja rhetoric's a falsehood. Well, the anyway. reason he looks that good is because of the Newt Ninja shit, because he's <laughs> able to get all that loot because he's the first one there. That's his loot know? crate, by the way. It's a, it's a, it's not, that's, there's nothing negative with loot crate. I'm not sponsored by them either, so I don't even know why I just said it like live, but I did loot crate for years. It's those nerdy boxes you get in the mail, right? little pins and all that stuff. Um, clearly, like, people have found ways to duplicate that methodology. I never did but, stuff, but it's funny. It's pretty cool. Uh, Chris has been starting to pack all of her stuff for our move here in a few weeks. Nice. And one of the things she dug up was a buddy of mine back in, like, 2000 – I think it was 2011 – went to Gamescon, and he's from Amsterdam, and he sent me a loot crate from Gamescon, and we – Chris found the box – and like the, I've mm. actually got the mouse pad. I've, I've been using that mouse pad since 2011 or whenever mm -hmm. it was. But then she found that, and inside that was like a bunch of pins from Lord of the Rings Online, uh, War of Tanks, some of this. I had forgotten that I had any of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> He's a Ford tech, man. He comes like, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, man. Lately, it's just it's like I, I feel like. Every week we're we're talking about a scam with NFTs. Didn't yeah. we talk about one last week? 
I yep. feel like we talked about one last week too. I feel like every week we're going to be talking about a new horror story that that comes. That why don't we piggyback off of something else? We have a few things here talking about like acquisitions, right? So one of them is is like obviously we had talked about how Microsoft had acquired Activision Blizzard. Yes. And as a part of that, like there was also a couple other discussions. So this one right here is a deal for Activision to be reviewed by the FTC in the U.S. So there's that. Yeah, and this is interesting to me because I couldn't dig up the article, and I, I had mentioned this to you in chat. Um, mm-hmm. I read a piece last week when when the FTC uh, um, investigation first came up as something that was going to be happening. One of the discussion points was that um, – the acquisition got flagged because Activision Blizzard had to make a declaration in the investigation period, during which time they had to make a statement that they were not aware of any ongoing legal action against the company. They weren't aware of any union type organizations being found. For, like, that's the kind of um, declarations you have to make when you're doing any sort of acquisition investments, you know, that kind of stuff. And that was one of the things that was being mentioned as part of the reason that the acquisition got flagged for investigation. But I couldn't lock down mm. an article that actually said that. But right. these articles are very good in and of themselves because they talk about how, like any big acquisition, the FTC is going to be digging into this to make sure 100%. that it doesn't – Yeah, but also from this angle, they're making sure that it doesn't create – too big of a monopoly um and this is also triggering european regulation and investigation as well to make sure that you know it all sounds good but like we we did talk about this thing on the show about how like last week with nathan i think we talked about how the only downside to this is that it leads to this huge conglomerate where they have all the control and i think the conversation we had was more along the lines of you know the one nice thing about having everybody broken up into little things is that it inspires more competition and competition is not a bad thing because it inspires people to make better games. And when you have everything under one roof, that can lead to stagnancy. So it's mm. an interesting thing all around, but regulatory investigations are in, are par for the course for big acquisitions. I mean, T-Mobile and AT&T, the big merger that I think that was, I think it was AT&T and T-Mobile, like T-Mobile bought mm. AT&T or something like that. Oh like gosh. that, that investigation was like two years or something. Um, so, I mean, it's just par for the course. Yeah. I'm, like lately, I just feel like I'm in such opposition. It, it's, it's more and more lately. It's like the more and more I look around in gaming, the more and more it's like, it seems so much more about how much they're going to make off of the consumers than it is about a, a game that actually is worth anything. Mm. It, again, this is just my opinion, but so many of these just seem like, buyer it's like you know it's like what we see in media all the time buyer stuff buyer this buyer that I, I feel like i can't get on some game sometimes without them throwing up the next thing they want you to buy every single day i kind of feel like nfts are the new diamonds like oh, shit. right like like you just mentioned the whole oh, yeah true marketing thing and it just yeah. got me thinking about how you know diamonds are nothing more than a rock you know it's it's a it's a thing and yet mm-hmm. because of oppenheimer and 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 the marketing push during that era of you know diamonds are forever blah 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 and and i feel like nfts are being forced down our throats in the same way same like like you get all these company heads saying you don't think you want them but you really do want them you know it's like God. you don't know me homie it's like it's like game splaining but it's happening in so many other areas it's like 
no, we're going to tell you what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of which, so I totally get why like Nintendo right here in this article sounds weird. That, acquisition was quite uh, I like it. Yeah. The quote that I liked from that was basically them saying we aren't we aren't basically him saying, you know, we don't want to water down the DNA. Yeah, that one right here. We don't, we don't know that too. we want to water down the DNA of Nintendo. I get um, it. Because, you know, smart acquisitions quote. make sense. And I know somebody asked in chat earlier if we we're going to mention it. I don't I don't know if it's on the show notes, but the Sony buying out mm. Bungie, um, which I feel was just like a knee jerk reaction. I think that was them saying, you know what, Microsoft, you're not the only one who can buy a big studio. But it might also have been a desperation move of going, shit, we better buy Bungie before Microsoft does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you ain't wrong, man. I'm telling you. Like, it's it's nuts, though, isn't it? How many companies are getting bought off? Can we talk about Star Citizen? This is, yes, like, please. really annoying, dude. Like, this is super annoying. This article that I read... I'm kind of like getting us to the stuff that's like getting through the news stuff and kind of getting to the things that are rant worthy. Cause I'm telling you this one, the, this just, I don't know. I, I'm curious what people think or like what people here think about this star citizens reworking its roadmap to avoid distractions. I mean, air quotes here, distractions caused by unhappy players. They're going to stop putting tentative dates on upcoming new features because too many followers see them as definite commitments Okay, fine. I so, can I can get that, but yeah, you you going ahead and dig in on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'd already planned to do a more in depth Ooh. video on this tomorrow for my for my own mm. sake. But I think what bothers me here is that they're not wrong because I've been on that side of the fence. And when you're when you're doing a crowdfunded project, you have to you have to publish goalposts. Um, that's, that's part of the transparency that's required of crowdfunding because you're not going to get people if you don't publish that stuff. But when we've talked about this on the show many times in the past, the moving goalposts is one of the biggest issues with crowdfunding games because if you have a trusting community, you just can keep moving those goalposts indefinitely. But we are looking at – it's looking like in the case of Star Citizen, they're finally reaching a point where they have a an, an enough – a big enough chunk of their player base that are tired of those goalposts moving after 10 years and they're calling them out on it. Now, from a logistical standpoint, what's what Robert mm. Space Industries said is not wrong. Sure. The fact that the fact that some people don't understand that these are tentative dates that may or may not move based on a million other working parts. That is absolutely true. Right. That's absolutely factual. However, <laughs> what's not cool is telling people that, you know, because of you yep. and your inability, like because you're so stupid and you're oh. cranky and bitchy and everything else, we're just going to stop publishing those because you can't handle it and you're not responsible oh, enough. Right. You're not adult enough to handle that. So we're just going to take it away from you. And instead of publishing these long-term goalposts, we're not going to publish anything beyond the quarter coming up. Now they could have done all of that sure. without saying a word, right? Or without they could have worded stuff. it. Yeah, they could have even said it like, hey, guys, we're going to be doing this instead of having these long term things because it's it's confusing 
some folks and we don't we don't want to have to have confusion. We're just going to simplify everything and we're only going to be publishing what's what's going to be done in the next quarter. Yeah. Like that would have been a very neutral way to do it. Seems like it would be more beneficial too. And then here's what you're doing. Right. But and then instead, here's you got to throw your community into the mud and just roll over on them, right? Yeah, it's oh. pretty it's pretty shitty. And and it's, it's kind of the same boat as the Ubisoft director coming out and saying, you're all too stupid to understand how good NFTs are. We're doing them anyway. We don't care what you think. Like, uh, cringy rich people basically telling the peasants, shut the fuck up. We've got all the money. Just shut the fuck up. That's literally what I feel like when I see those types of statements happening. Yeah, and it triggers me pretty hard when I see shit like that. I'm just like, oh, homie yeti sometimes i see shit like when i see shit like that i'm like homie you know we're two human beings in the world right with the same vulnerabilities when it comes down to it right <laughs> like some of that stuff in a box at the end of the day it, some of that stuff it doesn't make that big of a difference you got to be a little more careful about your you know how you formulate your words and put it put it out there put the messages out there you got to be a little bit smarter about this like revolutions happen for a reason i'm just saying but i'm gonna I'm leave it right there people are getting more and more all, man. dude people are getting more and more tired of this shit though man i mean people are like at a place in game development where they are even majority of my videos are talking about the shit people are doing wrong in gaming as opposed to the what things the that hell doing happened, right. man? i have a whole series that got birthed from the fact that people are effing up so much that it's like what the hell just happened again because it happens and it's because of scummy practices this literally i i put what the hell happened on a video and people are like you should really call that your series for these types of things i'm like why not that's great it's oh. my stuff now <laughs> and now that's a me thing it's my own series that when you see a what the hell happened on a video if you've watched any of them you're going that's got to be one of sims videos cool made it thanks but at the same time like it's clearly not because things are going well it doesn't mean that it's like i'm bashing on you know games a lot it's just like but there's like so many examples and case studies yes. of what not yes. to do yes and it's uh that's the big thing is case yeah. studies it, um, it is so if any game developers ever watching this stuff it's like look just look at these and just if you just watch these videos it's like so basically don't do this stuff. And I'm already putting myself in a really nice green area with people. Also Pokemon uh, universe stuff. I have nothing to say about that. Cause I have no idea about this game. I heard it was coming I don't out. Either, but... I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a switch. So yeah. And I have a switch. I don't play it much. Unfortunately, I really got, I got to say, I, I really do like what they did with the whole dynasty warriors crossover into the Zelda universe thing with the Hyrule warriors. My brothers used to play Dynasty Warriors a ton, um, or my my one of my brothers specifically. Um, and it's just basically like open battlefield combat, and you just roll through and you just take out tons of like, um, you know, like, you know, armies and stuff like that, and you you know fight for control points and unlocking the map and like conquest basically. And they took that and they made the Hero Warriors, and there's like a new one which is like, I say new as in like a year or two, and it's like Hero Warriors Age of uh the cataclysm or something i don't know it's like breath of the wild like cataclysmic stuff i think i've literally got that sitting there to play and i have not touched it and it kills me sometimes because i'm like oh i really want to play that game because it's zelda stuff and it's a good time but yeah it, it's just 
we need more good games and movies and things. And unfortunately, there's so many good examples of what not to do. And not enough good ones of what to do, uh, in my opinion, you know, it's an age of calamity. Thank you, friend in chat. Yeah, so I love what they did with that, though. It was a really great uh, example of like a way to branch into the into another space within the Zelda universe and just do something really fun. I still think the ultimate example of a, an IP that has managed to dominate every mm. niche that it has ever been able to get itself into is Star Wars. Like, it doesn't matter where Star Wars goes. It can transcend all of the boundaries. Like... You want to sell underwear? You can sell underwear. You want to have bed sheets? You can have bed sheets. You want to have lunch boxes? You got lunch boxes. Action figures? Cool. Legos? Cool. You want to have an animated show? We'll do three. You want to do uh, video games? What mm. kind of video games do you want to do? We've got arcade games, single player games, Lego games, mm. RPGs, first person shooters. We've got strategy games. We've got MMORPGs. <laughs> it's like. They have managed to do crossovers into every single niche. Mm. And I don't know that there's ever been an IP quite like Star Wars that has managed to capture multiple <sighs> generations through multiple mediums in quite that way. Comic books, novelizations, you name it. They've been there, I feel like. Right. Because um, as good as Zelda is, it hasn't been able to cross those thresholds. Yeah. And some of that yeah. might just be because it might be because Nintendo keeps such a tight grasp. I feel like it is that, that DNA discussion. Yes. Point, you know, they're very mm -hmm. protective of their franchises. Yeah, there's only been like very few examples of it ever being on any other on any other kind of like gaming platform. I think there was like that one. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was like that that CD DVD sort of drive thing that they had um, over. No, I don't think it was a dream. It was something that you you rarely heard of, though. I don't think yeah. it was Dreamcast. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was only like maybe in Japan or something that it even that console even released. And it wasn't wasn't around for very long. And the game went on. There was like one game that was made for that. And then, um, yeah, you know, one of the things I've, I have seen with Zelda a lot, though, is like people will. Uh, I, I, it was like years ago that I last saw this. And I don't know how they do this, but they were basically taking uh, like, let's say they took like Zelda one or uh, super uh, the one on Super Nintendo link to the past. And they take all of that and then they created another game with a different story and just used this the game to basically make it. And I see those selling and I, I, I feel like that's probably I don't know if that's even OK to do that. Um it, it seems like I it's would, a, in a weird place that, I mean, Nintendo wouldn't allow, but they're clearly out there. Yeah, I mean, I would assume they would crack down on that stuff because of IP violations. Um, yeah, they I killed ROMs, like, remember? I, I, I feel like, um, what's that, ROMs? Yeah, they killed the ROM game a long time yeah, ago because people were doing it. Oh, and they just they just hit somebody on YouTube um, with like 1,500 copyright strikes for a soundtrack Ooh. YouTube channel. Um, Nintendo's pretty, pretty tough about copyright strikes and, and protecting their IP. But I was just thinking, like, I feel like Zelda in particular would work so well as like a Unreal ten game. episode, Sorry. ten episode animated show, like what they've done with um, 
uh, Arcane on yeah. the League of Legends show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like if they can come out and do like a, because it's the same. I mean, it's not the same story, but it's essentially Link goes and saves the princess and fights a bunch of sh- bad guys along the way, right? Like that's True. essentially the story. So if they they could literally take Breath of the Wild, use the same animation True. style, the same storyline from the game, even. And make that into like an eight mm-hmm. episode animated show, thirty minutes a piece, one off. You don't have to do multiple seasons. I would totally watch that. You know, just just for me, I'd watch it. Have you seen that guy? That anybody seen this? I posted it in the Variety Channel in uh, our Discord. So you, if you're listening and you're not in there, you want to know what we're talking about? Discord.gg forward slash some more. Just like my name. Go in there, Variety Channel. I posted this. This guy has been taking. The <clears throat> excuse me, the um, Ocarina of Time world, and he's putting it in Unreal Engine. Oh boy! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm just I go I just look at this. He's got this video. I linked it in chat because it's like it's like R R one link, right? Is the guy's name? This is gorgeous this one's of lake hylia he's got another one it is so it looks so good man he's doing this in ue5 yes if we could see could you imagine them releasing a game in ue5 looking like that it would blow everything out of the water okay this panning shot at three minute the three minute mark yeah. was a very slow yes. moving camera in across the lake <sighs> edge. Oh man! Oh, and he's even got Link in here. Yep. Shit. Yep. Yeah, and and Zelda's in there, and it's like, dude, I see this, and I'm like, this is the kind of game I want to play. I would do. Th- I'm gonna tell y'all right now, if I could get, if this game ever was to happen. Now, I know he's doing this as a fan and everything, but if this were to exist, keeping in mind, remember that if you've all watched that video and I completely agree, Zelda, the Ocarina of Time is absolutely the saddest Zelda game that has ever been. Yes, it if is. you look at that subtext video that uh, what's his name did, it's so damn good. Like the the layers, they talk about Shinto and they talk about, you know, the the adventure like thread and they talk about the thread of like the child versus the man and all this and how it ends. And when you come to the realization of like how this game comes to an end and what it means for this this link. Right. This reincarnation of Link and everything, it is absolutely the saddest Zelda game so I would this one is considered by many to be like the Zelda game to play myself included this one. It just opened my eyes to this idea of a, a world, right? Or like the, the Hyrule universe that could exist. And then I saw this, this, these videos do to me what that game did for the Zelda uh, franchise back then this these videos do that for me when i see them yeah this is pretty amazing um not gonna lie like that's obviously and and yeah i can i can see some stuff peeking through the seams here um but Mm -hmm. just what he's got here is just without optimization or other Mm -hmm. stuff like that's pretty amazing like imagine a full team with a budget 
going in and you know 150 people working on a zelda game in unreal 5 for the next three years it's hard it's hard to see that and then you know they're going to release breath of the wild 2 and you're gonna i'm just gonna feel like i'm i'm a little i'm gonna enjoy it but i'm gonna know it could look better yes that's the one downside I have with any sort of stylized game is as much as I don't mind stylized art, yeah. I will always prefer realistic. Um, even if it's fantastical, what we just watched, fantastical. That is a that is not a human being. That is definitely a fantastical, you know, not human player character. Princess Zelda, obviously not human. Like it's fantastical, but yes. it's realistic, you know, and that to me is always going to trump. Uh, the uh, stylized art for yeah. me anyway. And and I'm, and I'm just saying if, you know, and it's sad because, you know, when you, you talk about like the DNA thing, there was two, like, and this is where I wish Nathan was here right now because, Oh, I, I'm going to have to ask him about this. We're going to probably circle back to this one. I might leave it alone, but I, I just got to say this. They had, there was a hint for a moment. Remember there was a hint of netflix doing a zelda show or something was there yeah and it got squashed the moment that it the moment someone leaked it nintendo was like done canceled done we're not touching i was like no you fuckers killed it you know there was a moment i would do any i would do anything for a zelda movie set of movies or like a, a show but it also seems like I feel like to do that right, you got to. I almost feel like this is just my opinion, but I feel like it's up there with Tolkien. If you f that up, Mm -hmm. you never are forgiven by people because the Tolkien universe. Yes, tons of people love it. Tons of people love Zelda games too. Tons. Right. Because of the games, because of the universe, because of the I've got the right back there behind me next to the D&D books. I've got Pathfinder books, D&D books, and then I got my Hyrule Historia Encyclopedia and all that stuff back there, too. Because it's just, you know, when you talk about fantasy, man, it's there. So we're going to have to circle back to this one, too, because I got to hear what Nathan hears about it. But you you brought up the Dune. What was that? The Dune was on MMORPG.com said a press release that they've added another studio to the upcoming dune mmorpg that's going to be handling some of the technical Mm. uh, side of things it's just kind of a footnote to me and it just shows that that work is progressing as anticipated on the the dune mmorpg which i'm still nervous about because i don't really care for conan exiles and they have specifically stated we're using conan exiles as our as our like base model of how we're going to be building the dune game Mm -hmm. that part of it makes me sad but at the same time i'm open-minded enough to go i love the dune ip enough that i'm gonna try it and i might like it just because it's the ip and gets me out of the gets me out of my own head when it comes to the mm uh, the 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 pvp component and survival aspects um because i'm not necessarily a big fan of all the survival stuff um it kind of depends on the game though. Like um, some games I don't mind it in other games. I hate it in. And, and it's just, it's a weird, like I don't, I, we're playing, I play Minecraft with right. my, um, with my nephew and yeah. my brother on Saturday nights. 
And I like it there, but it's Minecraft is a very casual survival game in the sense that, yeah, you have to eat food and and stuff like that. You can get poisoned. You can I mean, there are all of those elements, but it's a it's kind of like survival light in my mind. It's not like a hardcore survival game like Rust or something um, or Conan Exiles where it was like, you know, yeah, um, that one's mm-hmm. Is pretty brutal. And I even tried, um, I think it's called Medieval Dynasties or Medieval Dynasty. It's a indie project that was on Xbox Game Pass for the PC. I tried it a couple weeks back. Very interesting. Um, and they kind of ease you into it, but it's very much like that that aspect of it kind of where you have to worry about not only the weight, but also your thirst and your heat and your cold factor and your you know food and how much you can carry and you got to build a shelter and the shelters have to be built in a specific way and this that and the other and all of those things combined make for a very strategic type of game but it's not something i enjoy i like to log into a fantasy world and i don't mind if there's some aspect of that like oh you need to eat food to keep your stats up, for example. Um, yeah, but you don't want to feel like it's what you're doing 90% of the time either. Cause it's like, right. I, I would rather be pursuing a storyline where I'm feeling heroic and having something to do in the game that is heroic as true. opposed to the menial tasks of surviving. Like I got to eat so that I can like cut down a tree and I got to have a torch so that I can see at night to put the tree up and mm-hmm. build a roof. And I got to do all of these things. And, and it's just like, See, that to me is like the parallel that uh, MMORPGs tend to make when it comes to this get on daily log and reward, like sort of yeah. like this like grindy sort of thing where um, there's this game that I'm I'm also going to be like doing a chat on called uh, Into the Echo. Um, that I did some research MMORPG, on. I think. Yeah, I did some research on it, chat about it a little bit. Uh, that's that and that block first one, I think, are the other two things I got coming out this week um specifically but i did talk talk about it a bit and that was one of the things they mentioned specifically is that like you know avoiding that whole that grindy hamster wheel component um that we see a lot of games it's like the road most traveled these days right it's just that's what i seem to uh see people doing the most um well i think a lot of people too are trying to cash in on the balham bandwagon so i agree and go oh we can totally do that look it only took five like blizzard yeah blizzard then you got this dune game and i'm like by the way don't get me wrong i'd love to see a dune game i don't think this would be it though i just i'm nervous about funcom being the company behind it which is why i'm i don't even know that i'm optimistic per se i'm more like or even pessimistic i'm more like yeah i'll try it but i have no faith that it's actually going to be a game that I want to play because I've not I've there has not been a fun con game that has come out that I have enjoyed not a single one and that makes me nervous it's, it's not right. to say that they don't build games that people like to play they obviously have a big player base and they were able to have enough of of a you know trust factor with mm. numbers to prove to the dune IP holders that they were the company to get it done, but I've never liked any of their games. And that makes me think that I'm not going to like the upcoming Dune game, despite the fact that I love the franchise. I just don't, I just, I have this fear that it's going to be like when they tried to make a matrix game and it was like, "Mm -mm, 
<laughs> Which was interesting because the Wachowskis were actually involved in that from a storyline perspective. Considered, it's considered canon. Yes. By the way. Oh, people know that. Yeah, they totally, spoiler alert, killed off, you know, Morpheus. And yeah. that's canon. It's canon. From a dead MMORPG, it's yep. considered a canon ending, which I think they were kind of ahead of their times in in being willing to have their IP have canon elements in multiple mediums, as opposed to like Disney these days, where they're like, no, it's only canon if it's here, or like Halo, like the upcoming Halo series is not considered canon. It's an adaptation. Kind of like the Wheel yeah, of Time show. It's an adaptation, true. but it's not a canon show. Yeah. I, I got to mention this one because news did come out about the Elder Scrolls Online outlines more hybridized, streamlined combat changes beginning in update 33. I know we joked about it last time and talked about how, you know, they're adding the card game, which it's it's cool. But it's kind of like it kind of feels a little weird that they're doing that. You know what I mean? And also, if you got all these fundamental issues with PvP, and that's like one of the things they're gonna be working on rewriting the code for with all the systems you've already got, I'm in my gut going to tell you my gut tells me this is gonna be a nightmare. To be stuff. It's either not gonna actually happen, they're gonna break the game, or it's gonna happen so far into the future that it won't really be relevant anymore. I'm just saying that's what I think. I think if you try to, I've been saying this for years, right? If you go and you build systems on a cracked foundation, and then you go back seven, eight years later and say you're going to fix the foundation, if you don't do it just right, you could make it a lot worse. That's my thought. So they're talking about going back and making some changes, which sounds great. It worries me that it's going to be possible. And also, can we talk about the fact that the power creep is beyond unreal at this point? Yeah, it's, it's, it's way over the line, like way over the line. People are going into like veteran VMA and stuff like that, or veteran Milstrom Marina and things of that nature. It's like solo content. And they're like literally one button and like heavy attack getting through it. This is actually possible. It's and I, I could say this because I've been playing a lot of EQ2 recently. It's no different than what happened with EverQuest 2 um, in the sense that if you have a max level character in EverQuest 2, I mean, things have things have mm. millions and 10 million hit points yeah. and you're doing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of points of damage every time you hit something because they never mm. designed right. the they never designed mm. 10 years into their game. They just said, let's do this system. It sounds really good. And it does sound really good up to level 50. But what happens when you get to level 100 and you've scaled all that stuff up times two? Now it's that power creep issue where it's just completely unrealistic, um, mm-hmm. which is why I just there's no good solution to that. Um, there are ideas about ways that you could combat that, but I've yet to see a company come up with an actual good solution. Um, because no matter how you do it, if you've got a game that's been out for more than three to five years, you're right. going to have to face feature creep. Yeah. End of story. They, they needed to be like squishing that about a couple years back. I think it's kind of an interesting concept of world of Warcraft did a couple years back when they took everything mm. and they shrunk it down yep. to like only 50 levels. Like, that's an interesting concept, but it also can't be done 
unless you have a team that has the budget that Blizzard has. Because to do something like that is is a massive time commitment and engineering feat. Um, so I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There's got to be ways of horizontal. I've I've toyed around with ideas in my head, but you know nothing ever. You never know if something actually going to work until you're ten years into it. I mean, it might sound good on paper now, but you never know ten years down the road. So, Jeez, said something about fabled. Fabled was a good series that unfortunately. Oh, the Fable games. Yeah. Oh, the those first were good. one in particular. Yeah. Was really, really. They're actually on Games Pass right now. Mm, I don't have time. Shut up. <laughs> oh man, those games. Don't have time. Those games were really good, man. They were the Fable games. I forget it was Fable Two. I think was the one maybe I played that I really liked. I can't remember. It was it's like, like the, was it the three aging and everything else? There was some really cool stuff in those. Yeah. Games. Which one's the one where you start out with the, like it's a little brother and sister and like the I'm trying to remember. Is that three? Oh, it's that killing might be me. three. That I feel might like be it, three. I feel like it was three. Yeah. And there was like this uh, place you went back to and it was like a, uh, it was like this, you know, like a hall or whatever in a cave or something. And there were like these little runes around in a circle or whatever that you had to go back to. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but that was a good one. I have to look and see, but yeah. So I guess immortal online. I mean, I know Nathan's been covering this lately. They, that game is, it's, it's going, it's going strong. I know they made uh, a move to unreal, right? Unreal engine. I think yeah, what but they're doing. it's interesting because um, I did a, a, a video this morning and I didn't even know this had happened until after my video came out. Mm. So, I did a video talking about how it's great that they sold 110,000 copies, hit number four on Steam. That's all amazing. But can they retain the players? Was That was the video today. Is player retention um, more important than box sales, which I think it is. But what I didn't know, because I was talking about how it's having a buggy launch. Every game has buggy. Every game out there has a buggy launch. There's mm-hmm. not a single, you know, Dying Light 2 just came out, <clears throat> and the devs were literally on social media begging their player base. Please don't play the game until you've patched it with the day one patch. Because they they were terrified of having a Cyberpunk 2077 um, scenario where the game is just so unplayable because people didn't patch it. So every game out there is going to have bugs when it launches. But I guess Mortal Online 2, one of the things I said was Mm -hmm. I was really happy about seeing them do is they said, hey, we know there's bugs. We're trying to fix them. We're not going to charge people subscriptions until we fix the bugs, which I think is a very admirable thing for them to do. But I think I was just reading this afternoon, mm-hmm. like after I did my video, they just did a 24-hour rollback on the servers because things are so fucked up that they had to do a 24-hour rollback. And that is something that is a gut punch to anybody who took off work, um, had a vac- you know took a vacation day and like no-lifed it for the past 48 hours since the game went live and then you get a 24 hour rollback which just nerfs your entire Mm -hmm. leveling and everything you've done and all the grind and that is a sucker punch that will unfortunately turn a lot of people away um some people might be willing to roll with it and say hey i'll just wait a week and come back but some people are going to use that as a springboard of saying you know what fuck this i'm out um so it remains to be seen, but they did they did have strong numbers out the gate, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything in today's day and age. Because look at New World, that had strong numbers out of the gate, and yep. now they're ninety nine percent down. Yeah, and they still granted they still have about fifty thousand people. I so I was crunching numbers this morning, 
and looking at like how you know New World has it still has fifty thousand players. So from a profit margin standpoint, fifty thousand is more than enough to continue running a small team dedicated to progressively making the game better. Absolutely a large enough. EverQuest Two only has like twenty five thousand players, I think, on a good month. You know, so I mean, it doesn't require. Hundreds of thousands. You could do it with twenty five, thirty thousand. So having fifty is a good number. But right. then I went and looked at like Shroud of the Avatar. It's like themed shows like forty to fifty per day. Crowfall is like twenty per day, mm-hmm. uh, according to the estimates that I read today. So Crowfall sold like six hundred thousand plus copies and can't even keep more than twenty, thirty people playing per day. And and like, I don't know, man. I I look at all of these things and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like interestingly look- enough, the new idea. team for Crowfall is hiring like a bunch of people, but I'm like sitting here going, Yeah, I saw that. You, but I mean, are you just like dumping is... money into this at this point? Yeah, and it's like I guess my thing with that is like uh, I know that this the person the CEO of the company that uh that acquired Crowfall was a backer, believes in the game. Their experience clearly seemed more to be like mobile game related. Um, But the thing is, is when you just dump money at something, to me, I see that similarly to saying we've got the people that did this or the people that did that or the people that did this or that. We've got them all together and we're going to do this. I'm like, cool, what's the plan? And then if you don't have an outline of your plan, the vision, how you're going to accomplish making something successful, it just doesn't. I can't buy into it. If I don't, I need the facts and evidence to support the vision. You got to show me a plan. I don't need to know everything, but if you want me to buy into something or believe in it, it's got to be believable. Right. And to just throw money at something, it isn't believable clearly because Amazon game studios, one of the Amazon is, is one of the absolute wealthiest entities in the world. Period. And they were the ones dumping money into New World. Clearly, money is not going to fix every problem or ensure success. So you got to show me how you're planning on making something successful. So if you acquire something, what's the game plan? You look at like Arcage, Arcage Unchained. Cool. Gamigo's not on board anymore. Cal Games is like running the deal. But even then, there wasn't this here's how we're going to solve the problems. You have knowledge. Profile publish a roadmap, yeah. the new people, Monolith no, or whatever they're called. Nothing. So, like, what's the deal? What are you doing? But I, I saw the other day, like, they've got job listings and they're hiring like five or six people. And then the people are hiring yeah. are not small time. Those are not like small paid positions. Those are, yeah. those are you know, 60,000 plus a year positions that they're hiring for. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, you're willing to dump money into it, but you haven't published any sort of roadmap that I've seen that tells us how you're going to fix it. What are you going to do with Um, the money that's going to make a difference though? That's true. Yeah. Right. You're pulling people on board. Cool. What are you doing with the money by hiring these people? That's going to make a difference. That's the thing that's missing. You know, that's the thing that's missing. And it's not because just fixing bugs is an issue because bugs are not problem I, I talked about this today i was like every game has bugs every game patches every game has a rough launch yeah. those are not factors that drive 90 percent of your player population away mm. the reason 90 percent of the players move away is because 
player retention is very difficult because now we've got not just gaming companies vying for a time. We've got Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Disney Plus, uh, Amazon Prime, blah, 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 blah. Every subscription service under the sun mm-hmm. is vying for our our subscription, right? And our time, which is our most valuable asset. So when it comes to these games, it's like it's not about fixing bugs. What is your what is your plan for the retention of the players? Like, what are you going to do to keep players not necessarily only logging into your game, but what are you doing to make players want to come back to play your game? What's making your game enjoyable? Like, mm. Valheim is a good example of this because it's even though yes, at one point it was way up here, and now they're you know down to like sixty thousand a day or whatever it is. Which some people look at that and go, Valheim's failing. It's an early access game. It's not even made it to full launch. It sold like seven million copies. By all, it's 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 yeah. successful, right? But why are people continuing to log back into that? And that's something that you know you have to look at that and go, well, what are they doing right? Are they doing anything right? Like some people look at that and go, well, they sold seven million, but they've only got sixty-five thousand playing. Therefore, it must be a failure because they don't have seven million playing. It's like, well. It's not a subscription-based game, mm. so you don't know how many of those people are cycling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's sixty-five thousand a day, you might have three million a month who are actually playing. They're just cycling through at different times. I mean, that's that's the interesting data to look at. I gotta tell you, man, uh, this this comment in chat from uh, Jovaris there. This conversation reminds me of Anthem, and that is such a good point. This was an example. Like, do you remember Anthem? It was a shooter game that. So let me let me ooh, tell you about man. Anthem. Oof. I was hyped for Anthem. I pre-ordered Anthem for myself and my oh, brother, no. and we we planned to play this game together from day one. We've been following the game for like two years. Yeah. Totally hyped about this game. Got into it. It was buggy as fuck. Both of us kept getting PlayStation 4 blue screen crashes. We played through the crashes, had a lot of fun, beat the main storyline, which was amazing, by the way. Great voiceovers, great main storyline. Mm-hmm. Get to the end. What's at the end? Oh, you're going to rinse and repeat these three dungeons on three difficulty modes, and that's the end game. And while you're you're going to be doing that while you wait for us to add more content to the game. And it was like, are you what? Like I get through 20 hours of amazing story and voiceovers and great Bioware classic Bioware experience. And then they dump me in the middle of a fucking cesspool where they just want me to do rinse and repeat boring ass dungeon grinds to get better gear to wait for the world events that are going to be patched in the game. It was so unfortunate because yeah. we, I, we both pre-ordered the game. We had high hopes for it. And we did have fun. We did get 20 hours of good <clears throat> entertainment out of it, but the rest of it was shit, unfortunately. In theory, it looked great. I think I actually, you know what actually happened was like, I was on the fence because it was one of those things where, I'm open to it because a good shooter where like, you remember the very first video they put out, it was like a year or two before that. Uh, This was still with ashes. I've I've been following ashes for ages. Right. And this was in the early days of ashes development. That video came out and I was like, Oh, that shit looks like a good time. That'll be here before ashes. Maybe I can live in that game before ashes. Anybody who's actually watched me when I play a shooter game and I'm like in my, in my zone, I'm, I'm pretty good. 
right? I'm one of those people though, where it's like, I've got a, I've got a limited window. I play those things in that limited, limited window. I will pop people's heads off in game and, and dominate. But if I play it for too long, after like three, four hours, my skill slowly starts to deteriorate. And it's like, and then it's like, you just need to stop playing at that point, Sam. However, I will say Unreal Tournament, shout out to that game. I used to pop, he pop heads on that game, like ants with a magnifying glass, man. It was easy peasy. I love a good shooter. This one looked promising and it looked potentially innovative. And then I go and I try it in alpha. And I was like, uh it sucks it sucks it actually sucks and i was like bummed i was like i won't even i won't pre-order it this sucks so i can sort of fly like iron man but basically it's like a watered down halo or something halo or like unreal tournament or like any it's it's another shooter with what felt like a generic story even talking to the people, it just felt like it was all about nostalgia bait and switch and rip and done. And I was like, I can't do it. And then look at how that went, unfortunately. And it was a game that like as a shooter, I was like, if they could make if, you know, if they delivered on a game that was actually like that initial presentation made it out to be. Oh, it would have been because it made it out to be like, yo, you want to go run around and go raid with your homies. But in this world, it's like Destiny vibes, Halo, all the good stuff, but felt open world uh, FPS like Iron Man style shit and like go raid with your homies and do some killer content. But you jumped in there and it felt like sort of lobby ish to me. Yeah, see, here's the other thing. I So I, I did try. um uh rainbow six extraction last week i ran through the tutorial did the first mission and uninstalled it off the xbox because it's a lobby game and i don't want to be forced into co-op when i would love to be able to and theoretically you can do missions solo mm. um but it's not the same thing those are it's the game was designed to be a co-op experience yeah. and i don't want to have to sit in a lobby to wait for people um, to play a game like that. One of the reasons I really enjoyed, why am I blanking on it? Um, mm -hmm. They did two of them. It's an Ubisoft game. It's like post-apocalyptic. There's a plague. It's a shooter game. Fuck, I'm forgetting. There was the first one and the second one. Uh, post-apocalyptic? Uh, it's not like DayZ or something, is it? No, or... no, no. It's like you're in Washington, D.C. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, my God. What is that game? I think I know what you're talking about. I gotta find it now because it's oh, gonna drive me nuts. That's um, gonna drive me nuts. Dead by Daylight? Or no, the division? No, sure. no the division. Not, is thank it the you. division? Yeah, okay. It's the division. So oh, I really enjoyed the division two. And mm. the division two for me was the perfect blending of single player and multiplayer co-op because you could go off into the open world and do single player mm. shit when you wanted to. And then you could go in and do these missions which you could do by yourself and the difficulty would scale down and you would get lesser loot and everything. But then if you wanted to do it with a group, you could go in and do it with a group and the difficulty. And I played that game a lot when it first came out. When division two first came out, I probably played that for a good four months. Like that was my jam for like four months. And I really enjoyed it. Like, and I, if they would have done Anthem like that, I feel like it would have 
been more of a successful because destiny 2 is kind of like that like you can go yeah. off and do lots of stuff solo in destiny 2 and then there's the stuff that's specifically optional but mm-hmm. group based like and, and that's a whole other side of the game for destiny 2 tabula mm, rasa okay yeah, that's a great that one. was a great game i gotta i gotta jump on this one real quick tabula rasa was a great mmo i really loved it when it came out it's unfortunate that it the whole failure of that game has to do with Richard Garriott butting heads with the studio heads and them basically firing him. Um, and then that whole game just fell apart mm-hmm. after that. What's interesting is a lot of the people who built Shroud of the Avatar were also the team that worked on Tabula Rasa and Richard Garriott brought them over when he built Shroud of the Avatar. Um, Tabula Rasa was a great MMORPG with an amazing storyline. I, I only played it for a few months before it, it shut down, but it was really good. Uh, that was a fun MMORPG, and I don't think there's ever been an emulator of that game either that's ever sprung up. Um, but that was a fun that was a fun like science fiction shooter based MMORPG. Um, yeah. Really good game. We just need we need we really do need better stories, man. I'm telling you, we need better stories and better games. And it's yes, stories, man, man. That's one of the reasons like I know it's funny because I loved the second season of The Witcher. A um, couple of the oh, yeah. friends, we, I did couple too. Of the friends my brother and I play Star Wars Old Republic with, they both hated it because they're book purists and they were like, no, it's too far from the book. And I'm kind of the same way with Wheel of Time show where I'm like, I want to like it so much, but there's too many things that are driving me nuts. But I know there's differences, and I've never read the Witcher books, which may be why I love the show so much. Because I'm like, I don't care about the books; like, it's just a I good mean, show. Um, I played the, I played the, I've read through a couple of the books right at this point, and I've played a couple. Well, I actually played all the games, but not through on the first and second one. And I can tell you, man, like. It, I don't know, man. I think people get a little too, little too wrapped up in I their vision. Their vision. I think this is like, oh, we got, we got oh, it incoming. We got, nice we got the war horn. I don't know. That's Nathan said his shit might not work. We'll see if he joins Surprise. us. Can't see you, but I can hear you. Yeah, I gotta turn off my stream lads. Let me. I'll be right back. All right, no problem. <laughs> so he's here just in time because things are about to get juicy. Oh, hold on a second. Is he back? Hello! Yay! What up, buddy? What up, man? All right, sorry to jump in uh, towards the end okay. here. Where we at? What are we talking about? We well, we we saved the, in my opinion, the best rant for last. Okay. And I was like, I I got to tell you, dude, did you see that video? Oh my god, I'm gonna link this. Uh, it's in our group chat, right? Yeah, no, while you're, no, I didn't while you're doing this, long. I'm gonna pile real quick. Okay, while he's okay. getting caught up. I'll be right back. Oh man, we chat about a bunch of things, but we're I gotta talk to you about this. Have you seen this, dude? Did you see this 4K Zelda thing? I the did. Next, oh yes. my god, dude! I gotta ask you, man. Is there a part of you that when you see this goes, you know, Breath of the Wild Two is not gonna look like that, and it kind of hurts a little? Yeah, it does because okay. we're using, you know, we're using a little bit of outdated technology. You know, we're 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 dealing with PS3 uh, level technology with the Switch, so mm. you know we can't see that. But what is exciting is that, um, uh, yeah, I saw the video you linked. Uh, but what is exciting is that Ocarina of Time. Um, I don't know if you've seen what they did with Mario 64, but like the modding community made it look real nice, running mm. 60 frames per second. And update the graphics so they can do those things um, uh, on the PC as well. Um, 
not on the Switch, so it'll be unofficial, but God bless. They, it can be done. Uh, the problem is you got to get done before Nintendo finds out and cease and desist it, right? And nukes you. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. They will. But damn, if that, I mean, did you see that and just go, oh, uh, yeah. Part of you just and like, the, there's that love. There's like a feeling of like love and just, ooh, right? Yeah, man. How cool would that be to actually get to play mm-hmm. looking that good, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I got to admit, though, when I see, a, you know, anybody who does a project like this, it looks good, but it still is missing that Nintendo kind of polish that if Nintendo actually did it, it oh. would be even better. Yeah, like, you like, touched on that because I mentioned earlier to Sim when we watched this. Yes. It looks good, but there are some seams I'm seeing. Imagine what it would look like yes. with a team of like 150 people. Right, and, right. Yeah, I know. Dollars, oh, God, have you guys already down. talked about the Elder Scrolls and that castle they showed off, which was a side, just a side dungeon, not even part of the story? Oh, Elden Ring? Yeah. We didn't yet, but that's a good oh, yeah. one to hit on because it was on the agenda too. That's a side dungeon? Yeah, that's not even part of the story. It's just a random little spot out there with its own little side story and My not God. even necessary. Just a random little thing you can do. And it looks cool. Big ass axe. Yeah, the axe, dude. I like the way they did it oh because he's, you can tell they're trying to say he's like a lower, you know, he's not like a high, high level because uh, they're not mm-hmm. going to show that kind of stuff right now. So the axe is huge, but it's not like fancy. You know, it's like a, it's kind of crude looking, but it's got can't you right that thing is just elden ring man i'm telling you and by the way where you came in on was we were talking about how like the basically the book purists they kind of like sure you i think people gotta realize man like elden ring it's 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 i'm gonna come back to that point on books but the elden ring game dude it is so hard not to get excited it's coming up at the end of this month we're less than a month out from release Right. Yep. They they solidified their stance on a release date. It's the end of February. I already pre-ordered it. I'm really reluctant. I've been big on voting with my wallet right now. I'm like at a point where I'm like refusing to pay anything. I don't want to buy stuff in a crown store on ESO. I haven't mm-hmm. even pre-ordered their next expansion because I'll just see if I want to when the time comes. Sure. I because I'm so annoyed with them lately. Like they've they've hit me with a bit of an annoyance level. Right. You're when you're so heavily focused on on like buying shit every single day and reminding me that that's what I need to be doing in your game. Right. But the content, when you talk about the game's performance and issues, it's just system after system on a cracked foundation. And you're saying you're going to now after eight years, go fix the foundation. And I say that is yet to be seen. We'll see. That remains to be seen at this point. But I'm just voting with my wallet, man. It's what we're all doing, it's whether we doing. realize it or not, you know, it's what we're all doing. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I vote. I know I'm voting the wrong way. You know, like uh, we're just talking about it. Nintendo. Like, how, how many times have I supported their stupid mm-hmm. ideas? You know, like the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You've chosen poorly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I know I literally know that, you know, like I'll be like, that was a bad decision. No. That was stupid. Why am I supporting their horrible tactics you know <laughs> I mean, you know it's part of the deal man but I, I gotta say people that are purists with books y'all i'm just saying man i get people being frustrated but yeah. don't kill don't kill some potentially good things just because it's to me yes i understand look i i agree sometimes you just i think there's difference 
there's a big difference, right? You all hear me sure. rant about the get like the Prince of Persia games, for example, right? And then you go make a movie. It's one thing when you do it and you make it a little different. There's another when you want to try to frame it as the same thing and then just completely ruin Butcher what the it, story right? is even supposed to be about. It's right. different when you follow the story loosely, but you've got to adapt it for the purposes of making it work. And I think there's a very big difference between just demolishing the soul of something and trying to like say it is this thing we're going to give it the title we're going to have some of the characters and themes and elements call it the same thing but then it's not at the soul of it it's not even resembling it yeah. you know just because you call a dagger the dagger of time and some sands in an hourglass say this person's a vizier and this person's a prince and this person's a princess and you call it the prince of persia doesn't make it Right. The same thing. It's not the same story. You know, And the, I think there's a problem where they mm. hire the director and or producers uh, who are good at making movies. And sure. what they really need to look for is people who are diehard fans of the material they're covering. Right. Because the interpretation is different. Right. Because that's all a movie is. It's an interpretation of that person. Right. If they're a big fan then they can't, they understand those intricacies, right? Sure, and yes. you'll never make everybody happy because right. your interpretation will 100%. always be different than lots of other people, Agreed. right? Yep. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. That to me, I would, there was sorry. parts I watched and I was like, you know what? I didn't really, when I, I that's not really how I thought it would mm. look like, but I agree with it anyway, you know, because I feel like you could feel that he loved it. And it meant a lot to him. And on the opposite end, I would say, and once again, I'm not saying they're terrible films. I think they're good films. But the newer Star Wars, you know what? Let's not pick on that. Everybody picks on that. The mm -hmm. the uh, when they went back and did <laughs> one, two, and three with Lucas films. Yeah. Oh, and the, there, those are just celebrating a, the 30th anniversary, right? right. Now, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the, the 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 there was something just not there right like the passion had passed you know and i'm not saying that george lucas didn't have passion for it what i'm saying is is you could feel that when he made the original trilogy that it was so passionate i mean he almost died he almost had a heart attack right like it was it was it was do this or die well then he gets rich and he's fat and lazy and you know everything life is good and everything every time he farts people sniff it you know what i mean so then when he got to the and went back and did one two three it's just it, it's not they're not bad but it's not as good either the passion was missing and and yeah like yeah, tom, you can feel tom bombadil like you know i mean it's good examples too but it's yes. like it, like the Witcher and Will of Time, right? Like, here's the thing: I I see how things are different with the Will of Time because I've now researched it. Yeah, I think. But the thing is, is I think the big difference is when people that are creating it respect the story and they try to make it work. It shows, man. It shows. But what, yeah, it shows. Yeah, yeah. I do. I I do got to add a caveat to that. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how many people have actually dug into the hellish experience that was the making of the Lord of the Rings online for Peter Jackson and Fran, because they had mm, originally yeah. it was with the Weinsteins. Those guys wanted it to be one movie and yeah. eventually agreed to two and they made them yeah. cut a whole bunch of stuff. They made them put in the romance between um, Arwen and, and, and Aragorn. Cause they said, that's going to draw audiences. he, they had to rewrite that script for multiple production companies before it got to New Line, 
and they agreed upon a three film deal. And then they had to rewrite the entire script all over again, but there were still production oversights where Peter Jackson was not allowed mm-hmm. to do the script the way he wanted because the production company said, Hey, we're giving you this many tens of millions. You're going to do this this way, even though your creative vision says differently, because otherwise we're going to cut off the tap. So it's one of those things where even though Peter Jackson was mm-hmm. the biggest fan and I think gave us the best version we're ever going to see of the Lord of the Rings on film, at least in our lifetimes. Yeah. Um, the changes that were made, some of those were him and Fran, others were not. Like the whole Arwen romance thing, that was thrown in there purely because the movie executive said we must have a male-female relationship on screen. It must be a major component of this film because it's the only way we're going to appeal to this demographic. The trend. That demographic. It's in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's Both. what's going to sell the tickets. So we have to at least get that core audience. Got it. So that's no difference than like having investors coming in and tell you that you have to hire this person and fire right. this person because otherwise we're not going to give you the $2 million. And right. you have to look at that and go, well, shit, I need to eat. My family needs a roof over their head. Do I yeah. make that call and fire the person who's been with me for five years, 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. and so I can get rich? Like – those kind of calls, man, that's that's yeah. that's, a, that's a tricky situation to be in. Yeah. And sometimes it could mean losing the the whole staff. Yes. You know, over that one decision too, you know, it could mean the end of the project altogether, you know. Yeah, and I think the thing too is like if we we never would have got we never would have gotten Lord of the Rings movies that you never get to have at least some experience of what that world could look like to our eyes right we'd only get to imagine it or see other people's artistic renderings and images or other things the wheel of time you know the guy the people behind the wheel of time have read those books Mm -hmm. way more times than i have they've read them dozens and i think one of the they said one of the creative consultants on the show had read the books more than a hundred times wow so there are there are people working on the wheel of time show who know that back and forward and can make judgment calls about things that I never could because I don't have that intimate level of understanding. That being said, parent having a wife, I still don't get it. Like I understand, I understand the arc after it played out. Mm -hmm. I still don't agree with it. Like, uh, Sanderson doesn't even agree with it. He said he understands it, but he doesn't agree with it. And I'm in the same boat. And so that's one of those things where even though they have an intimate understanding of the subject material, I'm not going to agree with all of the choices they make, which is fine. I can separate sure. that, but it does make it really hard to enjoy mm. the show because there's so many moments where I'm just shaking my head going, why? Whereas with Peter Jackson's films, for the most part, I was pretty okay with everything. I, I The only time that I kind of cringed was when Arwen showed up instead of Glorfindel at the Ford or right before the Ford and takes, uh, um, Frodo across on the horse and everything. That part I cringed at when I saw it in the films, but after I've watched all the extended editions of anything else, it does make for really good cinema. Like, yeah, just when she shows up and she's like, "What's this? A ranger surprised?" Right. And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> after I've watched that a bunch, I'm like, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Like, not gonna lie, like she's yeah. totally like rubbing it in. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Renditions are what they are. Yeah, and I do want to say that like. 
there's this certain level of like taking a book or a or a video game or any other adaptation and turn it into a movie that typically mm-hmm. has this generic Hollywood feel to it. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't like it. Um, Lord of the Rings felt like Lord of the Rings. Uh, I think that's because of all the effort on. that went into yeah. the costumes and everything like that yes. made it feel real. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Think. Yeah. Somebody I, mentioned Sword of Truth. By the way, there is a great Sword mm. of Truth series. It only ran for two seasons. I thought it was really good. You might disagree. Man, I that's another one, too. People are totally getting me distracted with some of these comments in chat, like the right. animated Castlevania. The first two seasons were good, and after that, I was kind of yeah. like, eh. But it was yeah. it was nice. I kind of wish they had actually like spread out those first two, everything they covered in the first two seasons and just made that for the four. I think yeah. would have been better, but it was good. It was good to see it. I thought I loved the art style. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I have only gotten into one. Uh, I think someone said Vox Machina or Machina or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, I yeah. Even, I haven't even started. I haven't that touched yet. it yet either. One episode. It's funny. Uh, as far as I've gotten, my brother got me on to freaking watching. I was so resistant to this Star Trek Discovery because it's the pretty first, good. The first it's season. I was like, the fuck did you do with the Cleons? No, what did just you do? Wait. <laughs> and, and I'm in, I'm in, I've been binging the shit out of this. Like, yeah, hang in there. I, I have yeah. not third watched season the most now. Yeah, I have I'm not like, watched the most recent season. But they have done a very good job with, and, and Star Trek, um, fuck, the, the new spinoff is launching where Brave you've New got Anson right. Mount again as the captain with Kirk right. and everybody. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. I love Anson Mount. Like if you've never watched hell on wheels, that is one of the coolest Western shows you're ever going to watch. Uh, and it is based somewhat in fact, but it's a really good show. His turn as the captain. I think it was in season three of discovery was just so fucking good. Oh, I can't wait. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I like discovery. Yeah. He does a good job with Pike, man. I, I like how they kind of do these like throwbacks to like, uh, I think it was in uh, end of season two where they go and it's at the Tolorians. Is that is that right? Or they go back. Tolorians, Tolorians, whatever it is. Season, it's the ones the big brains back in the original show, yeah. remember? And they yeah. have all this like crazy great psychic powers and stuff. And there's like that blonde lady and she's there and he like, you know, falls forward back oh, in the original Pike series. Oh, and he gets the flash forward to his future. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, that was for the time crystal stuff. Uh, okay, spoiler alert. But yeah, but anyway, uh, to, so but I was like watching that. Yeah, it's true. I guess I, I was like watching it, but I was like so anti that. I was like, what did they do with the Cleons? I like the Cleons, by the way. And they were like, I was like, you turned them into some what what color? What is that? Like aqua blue or something going on yeah, with the skin? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? Right. They were all kinds of. They had a variety of skin colors, but blue I was do feel never like they, one of they, them. They nerfed because they had done such a good job at Deep Space Nine building up the lore of the Klingon race, and then we get the Discovery version, which is a lot different. Um, a lot different. Like it doesn't. But, even, I think the show. The show they, does get really good. They added that. hair to him, and it started to feel right. But I was like, still, like you're. I feel like I'm looking at a Jack the version of a gray or something with the. Yeah, the, the next generation. <sighs> the next generation. That's the Klingon. To that me. for me too. I agree. Yeah. I, I and it was like at the end, at the end of the Star Trek movies, motion films. 
with uh, the Kurt crew and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And you got the Final Frontier. And in that one, it was cool because who was there to like, who was there as like the 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 counselor for Kirk and, and Bones? It was freaking Worf, who's in the series Next Generation later. Same actor, Michael yeah. Dorn or whatever. I love, yeah. I love, I love Worf, man. I love his character. He's a good character, which is why I love his arcs in yeah. Deep Space Nine because he gets a relationship yep. and there's there's so much world building between him and the other Klingons and him coming to grips with what it means to be a Klingon. Uh, Deep Space Nine is so good. It's so good. Yeah, my brother got me to give Discovery a chance, and I definitely encourage people to do it. And I like it because it's I'm a big fan of tinkering with timeline stuff, and they did a good job in the reboot of the the Star Trek trilogy they did with the you know the new the new crew with Kelvin uh, timeline stuff. I love those. I, I think they're good. great films. And yeah. also, I've I've heard I think it's been confirmed, if I'm not mistaken, the next show that's coming out is a Starfleet Academy show. I think so. So they're gonna they're gonna be buckling down on what it takes to go through the Starfleet Academy. I just hope that that doesn't turn into like a teenage sort of like yeah, uh, I'm worried about that soap yeah. opera type. Because I'll tell you what, my wife and I just finished watching um, the second season of Lock and Key. Not a bad show. It's definitely a darker. Yeah, show partially into but that. it also has that teen drama yeah. element to it where they're all in high school and the girls got multiple romantic interests and and that kind of shit drives me nuts yeah but it was still a really good show if you can get past the teen like soap opera stuff and and yeah. just get to the meat of it being a really cool kind of like science fiction fantasy story with cool keys that can do things and you know but that's what I'm worried about with Starfleet Academy is that they'll that they'll. So this mm. was the problem I had with um, Shannara, the adapt adaptation yes, of Shannara. Same. They hired everybody was like super like anorexic, thin, perfectly beautiful, yeah. like never yeah. a speck of dirt on their bodies. Didn't feel like their, elves at all either. Like no, not even close. And it was like this MTV had like yeah. put this this like let's have a modern soundtrack with pop music yeah. and super sexy people playing all the parts. And it never felt like Shannara to me. And I know some people are ragging on the sort of truth um, show because oh, that, that yeah. was – I looked at it and treated it like a campy show because it was Sam Raimi, Hercules, and Xena. And so Chris and I just watched it as that. It was a funny, quirky – like Zedek is Zerander, the guy they got playing – who, by the way, is the mouth of Sauron in the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, his – the really tall old man, like he's such a cool New Zealand actor and his – his uh, portrayal of Zed was really fun, but the fact that they had the character of Richard running around like with his shirt off all the time, and he had like perfect washboard abs, and like it was never that realistic of a show. It was a campy, fun show, and so that's the tricky part when they have yeah trying to appeal to the younger demographic. Yeah, MTV did um, that, and they just uh, could. I think that I think that that the Shannara Chronicles would have actually had a chance if it hadn't been done through them to start off with. By the way, John Favreau of Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett fame was also the executive producer and director, if I'm not mistaken, of the first couple episodes of Shannara. He was the one who put all that together. So even he, oh. with his infinite Star Wars, there everyone loves him right now for Star right. Wars, right? But even he has had hit and misses, as we can see from the Shannara Chronicles show. I'm, uh, I'm in chat. I guess we got our discussion on one more game to hit here, but. The Ring of Power series, are you worried about it? Well, yeah, of course. It's freaking Lord of the Rings, right? So um, uh, yeah. I feel like 
I feel like anything uh, that tries to do that is dangerous because it's sacred yeah. and uh, all that kind of thing. So I'm worried for sure. I think that I think they're going to do their best, and we'll see what their best is. You know what I mean? I agree. I um, yeah. I think worried in the sense that you just you, in the same way that. <laughs> I'm worried in the same way that I was when the Prince of Persia movie came out. And that was an example of where my worry turned into absolute disappointment to horror. Um, but that's because it's something that you, you value a lot and yeah. you just want to see it adhere to the, you know, like I don't need it to be exactly the same, right? Movies and shows cut things out all the time to make it work for, which is me kind of going full circle here to where we talked about before. I understand the importance of making something work. A screenplay is not exactly the same as writing a book. You got to make them work. The flow has got to be different. Okay. The, the two writing styles are different to get the same type of like message across. You've got to do something different with screenplays and writing for, for movies and TV shows that's got to keep someone engaged, right? So I understand some things get left out and shows and movies because you got to keep it going. That the scenes in like The Witcher, there is stuff that, you know, with like the dragon and like the um, uh, whatever the satire or whatever that you see, and they've got a they've got a they made it work differently. It was shorter. You didn't see as much of it because if you had just gone through that whole thing, it would have been like, why are we talking so much? Right. You know what I mean? People get bored. You got to keep them engaged in their attention. So you got to kind of do things differently. And I can respect and understand that because it's two, it's two different showcases of this universe, right? One, you read through a book. We imagine that they guide us, right? And in a show or a movie, we don't got to, we don't got to do some of that work. They do that for us, but they got to make sure that they do it in a way that keeps us engaged as a result. Um, so I understand and respect that, right? So am I understanding of things not being the same as they would be in a book or a comic or whatever? Absolutely, because you got to make it work. Can I appreciate doing it different or having a bit of a different vision? Absolutely. Just don't cha- don't go take the soul of something and decide you're going to completely reconstruct it because then it's not the same soul. Yeah. Right. So fearful. Pop, pop, wheel of time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there were definitely some things there that they. Yeah, like that guy dipping part of the way through. That didn't help either. Yeah, and some of that was out of their control. But yeah. also, yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Chris Chris had a big complaint about that. She was like, don't they have things in their contract to block people from doing stuff like that? And I'm like, yes and no. Like, I'm they sure, can get but... penalized. He'll have a hard time getting a job ever again. Like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I can't imagine what the scenario was that would lead a person to abandon being one of the major individuals in a franchise that you know is going to span at least two or three seasons. Um, But again, I'm not in his shoes. Like family, family things can crop up. Maybe you've got some personal issues that get in the way, but I'm a, I'm the type of person who, my personal issues take a back seat when there yeah. are contracts on the line and I have a commitment to other people because my board is my bond. Like that's yeah. – and and I've always gotten – all of my work has – for 20-plus years now as a freelancer, my work has always been based on referrals. So I think I've maybe sent out 
resumes two or three times in 25 years of, of doing freelance work, referrals mean everything. And that's all word of mouth. And you don't get word of mouth if you are a person who bails oh, on, on commitments. You're not going to like why he did it then. I haven't heard why he oh, did it. Oh, I, I read an article where they outlined specifically why it happened. I've not heard either. No, I haven't either. Spill the beans, dude. It's because yeah, well, of Amazon's it. COVID standards, and he didn't want to get vaxxed. Oh, I can totally see that being – because they also ran yeah. into the issue with the girl who took over for um, Black Panther. Um mm. She didn't want to get back. She made very public statements yeah. that I'm not getting faxed. And she threw the whole production up for six months. It was up in smoke. And apparently they finally worked it out with her, which I don't know whether that means she actually got the vaccine or if they just eventually buckled and said, you know what? We got a $500, $500 million movie here. We got to make this work somehow. Um, on the flip side of the fence, you've got Tom Cruise style which I think most production companies have taken that stance these days of like, you just got to get vaxxed and wear your fucking mask yeah. and distance and knowing take it seriously. that, knowing that you should watch those last episodes now and tell me if you notice anything I did. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It felt like maybe I could be wrong, but it kind of felt like maybe in their dialogue, I could kind of see that there was like an underhanded reference going on there. I kind of feel like that's what I actually watched. Go back and watch it. Knowing that information. Tell me if you don't see it too. I'm not going to say anything in particular. Just the last few episodes from just tell me if you notice when dude step, he's outside the gate and he doesn't choose to enter. If everything after that, when they reference him, isn't feel like it's parallel to what might have happened in real life too. I'm yeah, just saying, I, I would, is it just me? It could just be me, but I saw it. I was like, kind of feels like they're talking about that, but not. Okay. I mean, everybody's got their personal decision. I'll, I understand, I'll honestly, but it was like interesting. Like, technically, we were we were due for our boosters yesterday. Yeah. Chris and I did not get our boosters, and there's a reason for that. Not because I'm anti-vax. I got my first yeah. two shots. They're only offering the Sputnik boosters here, and unfortunately, Sputnik's not approved the World Health Organization, and many countries around the world will not let you enter if you have received a Sputnik mm. vaccine because it's not oh, on the approved list it. of vaccinations for the WHO. But they're, that's the only booster they're offering here right now. We don't have the choice in Mexico to go to Walmart and get Pfizer or Moderna or something. Yeah, so I get Chris that. and I literally said, well, I guess we're not getting the booster because I don't want to be restricted on travel. Not that I will be traveling in any time in the near future. but So I kind of I can understand people making decisions like that based on – Stuff like that, but at the same time, you have to be willing to live with the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to make those types, like my my willingness is like, okay, I'm going to be at a slightly higher risk because I'm not getting the booster. Yeah, but at least I can travel if I need to, you know, go to Spain or something. You know what I mean? Um, that's just mm. a random example. Not that I would be traveling right now. And I'm not so, ran on the dude either. But they they got a, it. Seems like they got a good actor in place to play that character now. But the guy they got to replace him is a pretty stand up guy who I've seen it. Yeah, different things. I so. thought the last guy did a good job too, though. I mean, to be fair, but I I, but like, I don't know the characters as intimately as other yeah, people. Yeah, I, I I had some complaints because yeah. I didn't see the character portrayed in exactly the way I wanted him to. But that was also partly the writer's faults. Yeah, the script. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. yeah. 
Yeah, there's only so much wiggle room you got there. And, and look, you never know, man. There's pre-existing conditions. Who knows? It's not a it's not a vax anti-vax discussion. It's just a, they had certain standards. He was like, I'm not doing it. Who knows exactly what all the rationale for that is? But, you know, that's tough, though, because if you're in the middle of a show and you're talking about, you know, you know, the pandemic hits and now we got to put these things in place and you're yeah, not on board, it's like, damn. That happened during the earliest nope. phases of COVID. So they, they yeah. were literally rolling with the mm-hmm. the new standards of production yeah. as it was going along. Whereas today, yeah. we have we have all new protocols that have been established for like the last 10, 12 months now on True. how filming has to do. Because filming has pretty much returned to normal, yeah. like pre-COVID conditions. It's just very strict protocol these days. Like yeah. everyone's in a bubble and you've got daily testing and all this other stuff. Like it's it's very, very different. Friends, I'd like to take a moment to talk about a game in development that I refuse to cover on principle called Embers, 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 Adrift, Drift, Drift, the worst echo in the world, much like uh, the I got to say this first of all, OK, I, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think I. I've watched some of the stuff out there and I got to say, and I pre-gamed y'all with the, with the, the MMORPG article in chat. Can we take a moment to acknowledge a couple things that just don't vibe for me real quick? One, the, when, the, when the, when the artwork that you showcase to me, doesn't even remotely look like screenshots of your game. That's kind of a problem for me. It's super like vision immersion breaking sort of domain. The other thing is they keep talking about secrets of the ember. And I saw I saw something. It was like them sitting around a campfire or whatever. And they mentioned something about a ember. And I'm like, are they talking about campfires? Is that the secret of the ember or whatever? Is that it? Because that's actually what I think it is. I think that that's their play on the importance of how campfires can help you in the game. Okay. So first and foremost, hmm. this is out there. It's public knowledge. All you have to do, and 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 if it gets deleted after this, I've got videos of it up there. If you're going where I'm going, thinking. Uh, I don't know where you're going, but I'll know here in a minute if we're sure. So the screenshot or the 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 concept art that you talk about in particular, um. That was not that concept art was not made for Embers Adrift. That concept art was made for the Saga of Leucemia. So all mm. anybody has to do is go check out the old Twitter account or the old Facebook account for the Saga of Leucemia, and they will see Good all art. Of that same. I have those images it, in my, a folder. Yeah, um, Mikhail is a very yeah, Mikhail is a very good. He works for um, Ubisoft in Eastern Europe. He worked on. Um, he's working on the Red Sonja movie. He worked on the most recent uh, Hellboy film. He does concept art. He's a really good okay. concept artist. Yeah, it looks great. Um, mm-hmm. And he did, I can't remember, like 30 pieces or so for Saga of Leucemia. Um, and you can find any of that art. It's out there. Uh, I, I can say this uh, because I was the one who sent it to him. Um, Simmerg has a big folder when he was a <laughs> Saga of Leucemia uh, affiliate. Yeah. Um, I sent him a big folder of artwork for the game, and all of Mikhail's artwork is in there with the Sagalusimia logo on it. Mm. So the, the the concept art that people are seeing right now that that has simply has a new logo on it. The reason it doesn't match up is because it wasn't 
concept art designed for Embers of Drift. It was concept art designed for the Saga of Lucemia. I'm not saying that to slander or to harm the company. That is public information. All you have to do is look at the old social media accounts for Saga of Lucemia. You will see that same concept art with a different logo on it. Repurposing something, it's a, it's a problem. That That is the problem that Simmerg is noting here, is that yeah. the artwork doesn't match what's being shown in the game because that artwork was designed for a different game. So that's... Yeah. Right. So real quick, everybody, if you're looking at the article on MMORPG.com, okay? Oh, dear God, this is a massive file. Uh, is it the original piece of concept art? It sure is. It's an eight. I had him draw all the originals at eight K. So yeah, no kidding. Dear more. Lord. It's like probably a 50 gig or something or 50 megs or something bigger. Um, oh, look at that. Is that the repurposed one we're looking at right now? Sure is. It's literally got the logo on the bottom yeah. right. that says Saga Leucemia. Yeah. I have this one. I can use this. I can share this. It was given to me freely. I was uh, probably even have a date on the folder or something. Sure do. Got a date on the file too. If I actually was to look at it. Oh, I have to look at the original one because this is actually the one I like sent. Anyway, it's not, it's beside the point. The point is is I got this one, a few others. These were some of the newer, I mean, I've got all the concept art dude from like, there's some really nice images, including the one that was the, the whole, like the bridges with the, the, the bridges we talked about. And I remember, you know, traveling that and everything and i've got the original stuff here i've got all kinds of stuff man um from back then and, and also i did live streams i did like a q a and then i had another one that was up there i'm showing you this though because the difference is literally it's it's quite literally this i'm gonna take that image down i'm gonna change this i'm gonna go and this is the image that's on the article as we speak Okay, which now I probably that's, that's probably can't actually... why the issue that you're referring to exists is because all of the concept art was created for a completely different project. There it is, um, and they just changed the logos out and said, "Look, now it's Embers Adrift." Which, fine, if you want to do that from a legal standpoint, maybe you can on certain images if you think that they're agnostic enough that they don't match the original IP that it was created for. But that still creates an issue where it doesn't match up exactly because it was built for something else. So that's probably the issue that you're referring to. Yeah, and it to. makes it just kind of random, right? It's just some random art that, you know, uh, instead of actually being something meaningful or a place you might actually get to see or a It's like re-skinning the same thing. Fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally. So, uh, you know, uh, they announced that they're going to be doing a open stress test um, where you don't have to have the game purchase. They announced that they're doing subscription, which – We'll see how that goes, but yeah. fifteen dollars a month, uh, uh, limited time, ten dollars a month or something. Nine ninety nine for the initial, the for initial the bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And are they charging to buy the game? Well, yeah, 50 obviously, um, fifty bucks. Fifty dollar, so. fifty dollar box price. You get thirty days of game time included, and then it's going to be fifteen bucks a month after that, with some sort of an intro rate at nine ninety nine. So, as a content creator, I will, I will buy my way in um you know i want to see what's going on um or at least that's what i should do still haven't decided if that is what i will do but i should do um i just uh you know uh, if 
you know, if if this if they would have said, "Hey, look, we got to make new lore. We got to make new storylines. We, you know, all this stuff." Uh, so, you know, game's not going to come mm-hmm. out for a few more years. Uh, that's what I would have expected. But because it was like, oh, we just got rid of everything. All, we gutted all these things out. Now mm-hmm. we have this new thing, and we're not going to tell you much about it. It's going to be this mysterious thing where basically the world's going to unlock as you go because we don't have content, so we're going to have to do it that way or whatever. Um, I just, it feels like, Weird, dude. Really, it feels like a really the bad kind of indie. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the time where it's yeah. like, dude, you got to make money right now, and you don't have a product worth <sighs> worth it yet, and you're just kind of hoping that somehow magically people will put up with it. And it's like, dude, do you realize that like big big projects aren't can't pull that off, right? Like. Yeah. New World couldn't hold people's interest. Um, you know, we'll see about Mortal Online 2, but, if you know, uh, I don't... I'm just going to be honest here. Mortal Online 2, I think, is very unique, and it's yeah. an indie project. I wish them the best. But do I think it's going to become a big deal? No, I don't. I don't. Um, it's too niche, right? It's the right. PvP, full loop, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that's their problem, right? And that's what they wanted to make, so that's fine. And they're okay with it. They even said 300,000 is really our ideal peak player base, right? Um, but, like, Embers is going to need – I mean, I don't even know. They, I wouldn't say they need 300,000, They, but they're going to need – I don't know. They're going to need at least, I would say, 50,000. It's 100% say. a niche game. It will be, yeah, just like the first but one was. But I just don't – there's so many options out there. Right. That I just options can't imagine are... people being like, I'll stick with this – what we assume could be wrong, but mm. I assume it's a small amount of land with some stuff to do. And I then that's wanna, it, you know? Something I want to touch on real quick, because it was one of the original points that, that Sim brought up, um, was whether or not, you know, because he was saying that the embers thing. So we can yeah. go back, and obviously they've pulled the videos because they don't want – well, I can't say why they pulled videos because that would be potentially slander. The videos that used to be out there no longer exist to some degree. If you really go digging, you can find some stuff. But one of the things that a lot of people remember is that Saga Leucemia had something that I designed, which was the campfire system. And the campfire system was all about you regen hit points faster at the campfires. Certain wounds that you got Mm -hmm. in the game could only be cured by resting around a campfire. I remember that. And it was going to be like this waypoint for where you would get together and people would naturally find groups there. Now on our Q and a, by the way, too, that's back. Oh yeah. I've got it. I've got it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So someone on their forums actually, and I linked this, I think today, um, someone in their forums actually made a comment about the embers. And one of the things they mentioned Mm. about the embers is that you regenerate quicker around the embers and you cure your wounds around the embers. So your S your your uh, assumption, maybe if that's what it was, about whether or not these these ember rings I'm reaching. are just I, new there's not much fires. to go off of. They don't really tell you a very clear vision of the game. So right, which is why I don't know if the forum post is accurate or not. But if it is accurate, it sounds to me like all they've done is repurposed the campfire system that existed in Saga Lucemia and just put a fancy graphic on it and called it something different. Um, and th- but then they based their whole game around it. 
I don't like. I don't know. Who knows? Know. That's what it seems like. They're though. trying to sell this though, and this is the thing I don't get. It just on real talk, okay? Like take out the equation that this used to be Saga of Lou. See me, okay? Sure. Let's take it straight at face value. You knew that the game had another name. The name changes. They're not clear about it. All it says, even on this article right here, is I don't em- think it even tells us what the it embers says. Are. And it said, no, Embers Adrift is being developed by a small studio based out of Texas with the MMO originally being called Cycle Blasemia. However, in early 2021, it was made known the original founders of the studio had departed the project under unclear circumstances. You need to make that shit clear. I don't. It's only unclear because you're saying it's unclear. It's unclear. This is on the, they have not yet talked about it. When this story broke uh, last year, okay. The only I, reason it even broke was because they reached out to me. Because of your Patreon, they saw that, yeah. Well, right? no, MMRPG.com reached out to me. Um, Joseph wanted, he wanted an update on Saga, and I said, hey, man, I haven't been involved with Saga for mm-hmm. about six months. I put a post up on my Patreon yeah. in January, which says that my brother and I alone are involved. I don't go into the details because I can't go into details. Right. Real talk here, I could totally go into details if I wanted to. They made a post on their internal forums making some statements that, for better or for worse, um, said that I abandoned the project. Not true. That is absolutely not true. Rather than address those things in the public, which I have a legal right to do because anytime someone slanders you or says something about you in public or in a forum space that is public, whether it's behind your paywall or not, it's still something that people can see, and you have thousands of people that have access to those forums. consumers. They're consumers, and that's not private. I have a legal right to address those things, but my lawyer specifically said, don't do that. Save that for court, because then your reputation is spotless white and have never having addressed those issues publicly. Right. Um, that was but, leaked publicly by someone, another content creator, too, by the way. Here at TV, I think, uh, actually, he, was he, one of them. He was one of them. There was there were several, but it was it was leaked. The alpha information was leaked or alpha stuff or whatever was leaked. So yeah. that stuff was shared already. But yeah, but I, that's the thing. It's like, <clears throat> you know, they've never addressed it and they don't want to. For whatever reason, probably for the same reason that that I don't speak on it at all at this point right. because yeah, legal my things. lawyer has told me shut up and i'm pretty sure that their lawyer told them after they published that hey you need to you need full stop like you need to stop making statements because that's ammunition that can be so used against you because we have perfect heard anything perfectly a good point and that's fine right but here's the problem right here's the problem for the game regardless of those circumstances because people can or they can't will or they won't the problem is it's still an un clarified issue that leads back to the origin of the game you change the name you change the story you took Despite things the off the fact that you still own the rights to make the original game right. but free and clear right. they the, don't owe me in public sure. don't owe me any money sure the, the point the point I'm, I'm making though is you're not clear about any of this you've had nine months it has been at least almost a year. it's been over nine months. Yeah. It's almost a year. It's been, yeah, you're right. Almost a year. And back when this story broke and I talked about it, right. I got, I got messages from Renfell and from the other guys, right. For legal reasons, they couldn't go into it. I talked about it. I elaborated on it. Both sides were mutually pretty cool with me about it. Right. Then 
I basically left it on this note. You know, I, I remember talking to them and I'm going to share this because it's important on the show. Okay. I said, I believe same thing I've talked about right here. I talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it with other games development. It's important that if you want people to feel confident about the game, you're going to sell them that there's clarification, clarity, transparency around these circumstances and events. And you give people a really good idea of why things are different and what the plan is moving forward that you also explain your vision, new vision and story. And people have an idea of what there it is that they're getting on board with. From my perspective, I still don't see it. It seems vague. It seems dodgy. It seems sketchy. And when you go and look at this one here, it doesn't seem confident either. Like no, I still, it, yeah, because you're willing to knock your price down. You you got this like list on the press release right here on alpha price being fifty, beta price being fifty, both are fifty, but you clearly get more. You know, you're talking about you can go and we'll do this thing. Are you more testing and stuff, and you can play with the devs? And I'm like, it it doesn't seem like many people are playing it anyway. Like, and you're gonna have to play with the devs. So here's the here's the deal. Here's what I'm gonna say. It is their job to sell me the game. True. It is not my job to just be like, oh, it's a mystery. I guess I'll have to pay 50 bucks to find out. Like, th their job is to sell me the game. You can't just say generic things like mm. play with your friends. Well, no shit. It's an MMO. <laughs> exactly. Right? You know, like, the, the the there's nothing. And that makes me feel like you have nothing. There's nothing more to it than... You can group up. You can play the content that we have available right now. That's what it feels like. And we're going to just hope that enough people buy it on the mystery of what like is that. it. Maybe, maybe it will be good. Uh, and, and then you're, gonna, you're just going to sell it at the quickest opportunity to the first buyer who offers a decent amount of money and skirt out of here. Um, no idea What's how much depth? content's going to be there at launch. No yeah. idea the story. No idea apparently about all the not systems. Much. Yeah, we, apparently we don't not even much. we don't even know what all the systems are. Do we? We don't even understand the game mechanics. They we have no idea. We have no idea. We don't know anything. Well, they, you see I've my not point? watched. Like I, I have not watched. So they've released a slew of videos since January. A couple yeah. of these, a couple of these Ember Ring around the Ember Ring things, and then like a four-minute gameplay video and some other stuff. Has anybody watched those? I have not I have, seen a and lot. I don't. I've seen a lot. I don't. I wouldn't say I've seen them all, but I have I've seen more a questions lot. than. I have. It's so all many... super generic. It Let me is. put it that way. It's and like... vague and vague. It's very vague. vague. It's like Generic, it's like yeah. we we want to create this MMO where blah blah blah. That sounds pretty good. We want people to socialize and play together. We want it to feel <laughs> like a a tabletop M, uh, RPG, but in an MMO, uh, you know. And it's all like, well, that's great, <laughs> except for like, how how did you capture that? What can well, we do? What what features are in the game? Or yeah, that's a good question because I would one. I would argue that. Before, when when Psycholeucemia was being described as a table as a game that was influenced by tabletop games, the evidence of that was the fact that Psycholeucemia was created as a tabletop game in sure. 1999. And so the 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 
reference point was clear, drawn out, established. The statement being made now that it's influenced by tabletop games, how? Right. Like, As evidenced by what? That's what you need I guess to... That- that's what you've got to do, right? This goes back to me doing research, right? In okay. research, in research, right? In my field, if you're going to make a claim, you always follow that claim, that statement that you're 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 stating. You've got to support it as evidence by and then the statement of how you're supporting that statement. What it is that you can provide to in to showcase that it is a true statement. Saying well, that you can do all these, if, yeah. If you guys had watched the videos, I'm I'm genuinely curious because I tried. I won't watch the videos for obvious reasons related related to my relationship with those people. Um, but I'm genuinely curious because I've not seen anyone come out and say, uh, <laughs> they just need to have naked half yeah. the cover." It's true. Also, you see the um, comment about the hubs does not does point out that we used to all buy games based on the box just cover. Just on the alone. cover art, baby. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but yeah, I've not seen anything that specifically says we have these designs. Like I, I saw a vague mention in the post about reagents used for combat. I don't know what Unclear. that means. They don't we've clarify it. Yeah, we've heard reference to these ember rings. Don't know anything else about that. There's supposedly Campfire? some wall, and there's darkness behind the wall, and um. Excuse me, I don't know. I'm genuinely. What is curious. your game? So let me put this in, Phil. Uh, from everything I've seen, it looks exactly like it did when you were on the project, except for, um, I mean, they're showing the same kind of things, right? Um, right. Except less people. There'll only be like, and uh, you know, there may be other videos I haven't seen, but it'll be like two people, two developers, and they'll just be like, they'll go kill something, and then they'll sit at the campfire and they'll uh, talk about. Have they done uh, any videos with more than like eight people on screen? I haven't seen anything like that, but there could be. Oh, I just had, now, now there was parts. I want to say there was Hurts. parts in the trailer where we did see a decent amount. I could be wrong. My brain, okay. my memory says I thought there's a couple of scenes where they showed like some people running. There's maybe 12, 13, 14 of them running. I could oh, be. So a couple I of think you I might, made that up in my mind. I think though, you're aiming higher, sure. bro. Yeah, I probably am. It, I but, think you know. Yeah, I think it you was, see so many of these trailers. I mean, it was it was a well made trailer, but it was also super generic. It felt like okay, but nothing of substance here. Uh, I here's the deal. I would love not almost nothing more than an MMO release that actually does feel like a tabletop. Yeah, it would be great. That'd be cool. I would. I'd be super stoked about that. The problem, though, is I have a hard time believing that this is because tabletop RPGs have something in them that makes them so interesting. And it's called lore, and they have tons of it. There's yes, so much of it absolutely. that DMing a campaign is almost like mind breaking. There's not you can't possibly do enough research to cover all the bases, right? Because the lore is so deep and and goes for so long and. Every god, every goddess, every piece of land, every town, every mm. person in that town, everybody has a story that needs to be there. And I find it impossible that they could have gutted a game and redone it that quickly and then not tell us how cool it is. Because if you had something exciting, just, you're going to share at least bits and pieces because that's how you sell a product. Um, yeah. So look, I, I just don't believe so. I just, I, I would put my own money down that this is 
on purpose. They have no choice. They don't have much homies. Here. It's, oh. it's weak. March, and that show's not working. Homies, March first. March first, they're gonna month. have the NDA lifted. This is I'm I'm calling it now. I am going to make my educated guess now. My educated guess is the game is going to get horrible reactions from people when that thing drops. I'm yeah. calling it now. I'm going with my gut. I'm trusting my instincts. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing that shows me anything different. It's frustrating because they have had all these months to engage, communicate, share, but they're choosing to be vague on the hope that 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 people will just buy it because people want another people want another MMO. Trust me, they do. But this, oh, yeah. but they you want got a good one though. You got yeah. This it, dude, March first is gonna get busted up, man. And I've I've got to. Somebody said something in chat, and I gotta say it. Who's waiting for a, how did they word it? Who's waiting for a good D&D MMO? So DDO is cool, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like an MMO, right? right. Um, mm -hmm. It's more of like a multiplayer, you know, get a couple of your friends and go do some cool stuff. And it is cool. And it feels mm -hmm. like D&D in a lot of ways. Not 5th edition, but, uh, you know, D&D for sure. Dude, mm -hmm. I've been playing once again. Uh, I've been getting further into Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. And I just got to say, if you don't make a D&D MMO, then could somebody please just take some of your best campaigns and turn them into an RPG like that? That is the most D&D filling full launched game ever. There's just the options are freaking staggering, you know, um, and it feels like you're playing through an actual campaign with a ton of death. Now, of course, that's a that's a single player CRPG. Mm. Um, also, part of that is the depth of the lore that they had available to make the good storylines and quests in the yes. first place. You have to yes. have as a backbone, regardless of the type of game you're playing. Exactly. Um, you feel chat. that. You feel it all around you as you're playing the game, that every, you know, uh, every single person mentioned or place mentioned or anything has this massive... You a and you can, yeah, and you can Google it, and you can spend an hour researching on what they're talking about if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's one of those things where... Um, I would love there to – I would be happy if you're not going to make it an MMO, then just Wizards of the Coast needs to hire good developers like Alcat Games or whoever um, to make their best their, – what they what the, what the consumers say are the best and turn those into CRPGs at the very least. Dude, they need to do that. They're going to call this World Breaker event their no NDA event. Yeah, it's going to be a World Breaker, right? Well, I don't think it's going to break much. Maybe their game. I think it's going to break the any chances of people playing in the world. What I think, I genuinely do, and I'm not saying it to be. I don't. Negative. I, and I, I don't know how much optimization they've made in the last because sure. I have not been involved in that project for a year and a half now at this point. Um, but previously, I mean, and I can. I probably shouldn't. Yeah, say say, much, say but, only but, yeah what you can what um, you can say too. I would say there were I'm going to I'm thinking how to word this without being specific. There were several dozens on specific nights where we were testing specific things. Um and those several dozens which think about that any MMORPG out there 
if you've ever been in an alpha or a beta, when there are several dozens um, in one place before a game has been optimized, it's always going to cause hitching and stuff. Sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can go beyond that and not have performance issues. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we say that with path. We see that with um, Acid Creation and also with. Um, uh, Camelot and Chain. They're wanting to have hundreds of players on screen, and that causes issues. Yeah. Um, a PVE game is never going to need to have hundreds of players on screen at the same time. But you should. I can remember even when Star Wars: The Old Republic first launched, it was a launched game, released game. Coruscant was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I remember that, dude. Oh, it was so rough. It was you. Your frame rates would go down yeah. to like single digits, even on a great system, and so. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what a world breaker event looks like um, for an indie project. And let me be clear: if this game were to launch, and it turns out that they do have a lot of tricks up their sleeve, and this is a good, fun, yeah. if it even feels like the generic things that they said, right? Right. I will I will be a fan. I will support it. I will I will play it. I will because. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be petty and be like, well, I'm not going to, you know, no matter what, I'm mad at them, right? Mm. Like, if they pull it off, then I'll support it. Period. Right? Sure. I, I'll still, I'll still be a little bit of a, a little pain in their ass, and you know, say Saga Leucemia a hundred thousand times, and you know, I'll be petty a little bit, but I'll, but I will admit that it's a good game, right? Absolutely, and I, and I hope deliver, it is. Sure. I really do because every failure in the MMO space hurts the whole genre. It does. I, it really does. Agreed. Especially a massive failure, uh, which I feel like, you know. See, I'll kick back it. to wait and I see. Say, New I, World was a pretty massive failure. Okay, yeah, it really yeah. was. It sucks. I don't. I, I actually feel dirty for saying that, but it yeah. is what it is. It's unfortunate um, that we can say that. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It really is because I, even though it may not have been my cup of tea. The, even though those gameplay loops weren't what I would have wanted to engage in, like it still would have been good if it, if this didn't happen, in my yeah. opinion. And, and that comes back to the, the same thing we were talking about earlier in the show, player retention trumps box sales every day of the week these days. And in order to get enough people who will stick with your game long enough to allow you the income to fix the things that need to be fixed to make mm, it into yeah. a good game, you have to have a good enough product in the first place to sell enough box copies to get you enough money to Absolutely. pay your developers to float through that time. Yep. And, you know, I think your estimation earlier, Nathan, like they need to at least hit 50,000 sales or beyond to even get enough money to get it to a place. I mean, that may be a good estimation. I can't say for sure. Yeah, pulled that straight out of my butt, so I don't know. But I mean, um, even looking at Mortal Online, they sold 110,000 copies. They're selling that for what, $40, $40, I think, is what they were selling that for. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's say they made they made $4 million pre-tax, pre-overhead. So you take 25% off the top for taxes. Then you've got servers, licensing, uh, accounting legal possibly bills that are half that money's already gone 50 percent of that money's already gone before you even have what's left over for salaries so now you've got salaries i don't know the size of their team but let's assume for a minute they've got people on staff that are drawing eighty thousand dollar a year salaries as engineers Mm. and developers on that game if you've got 20 people that's you know what 
uh, 1.6 million dollars that's you're, you've already only got after four million dollars in sales you've only got one year of salary left over yep and not even enough to and you've got a four hundred thousand dollar buffer and you're hoping that you could fix the game in a year and get it to the point where you could sell more copies because if you can't sell more copies at the end of that first year you're out of business because you haven't sold anymore to continue paying your developers yeah, Mortal Online is also going for a subscription fee, right? Yes. Um, now, they, they delayed it because in. they said there's some problems, so we're not going to charge for a while until we get these problems resolved. But what I'll say about yeah. Mortal Online is that Mortal Online 2, their trailers and their video footage, and they don't have that many, but what they do show is showing cool stuff. It's showing big, giant troll creatures vomiting out you know, stuff and people engaging in really fun-looking PvP, uh, castle sieges with, you know, uh, what appears to at least be hundreds of people storming a castle. They've got people building houses out in the world. I mean, it looks cool. Even right. it looks good enough that even though most people aren't interested in full loot PVP, a ton of those people are still trying the game, hoping they I'm can the slip fence. through the cracks and not get murdered every time I'm they log in. I am on the fence about trying it because of the fucking game trailers. It looks yeah. cool enough that I'm like, you know what? I know it's full PVP and I hate full PVP, but man, it, it, looks, it looks cool. It is, yeah, man. And her trailer, I will also say, as far as production goes, is lower quality than what Embers Adrift released, in my opinion. The the content looks better, but the the production, production value I agree is with lower. That. Immortal Online 2, in my opinion. I agree. They've uh, done it in-house, yeah. 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 They did it in-house. They did a great it's job. It's a cool trailer. Super obviously authentic. Yeah. I, I gotta yeah. give them this. When they give you a snapshot, it is authentic to what the end game, in my opinion, I, feels like. I feel I, I think it lowballs it. Uh, and I've only fair. been to Haven. Probably I've fair. Haven. Man, that is a visceral, <laughs> immersive game. It, it really yeah. is. It it feels the sometimes the animations will actually blow you away. Uh, you know, you'll yeah, be like, a good job with it. Mm. Freaking detailed, and the the graphics are looks good. Uh, it's got for, a little uh, bit of grit too, which is nice. Yeah, for that, it's like that American uh, RPG, uh, yeah. like what you want when you, if you're a D and D nerd kind of person. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so they they here's one other one too. Did you all see that thing about World of Warcraft? I was like actually surprised on this one. Well, this is like shit, man. Y'all are, I mean, they're a little late to the party on this, but you're going to make it to where we can uh, imagine one Tamriel, which is the Elder Scroll Online's like cross-faction gameplay, cross-alliance gameplay. Uh, Alliance and Horde are going to be in the future, going to be able to raid and stuff like that together. PB Why content. Not? Yeah, why not at this Wait, point? Shit, you should have been there a long time ago. You kind of missed the... Uh, Missed the ball on that one. I mean, I mean, we're a little late to the party, but you kind of feel like you should have been able to do that back in the day. I mean, I'm sure they're going to set the draw a line on PVP, but makes sense. They're uh, also trying to get rid of boosting. I saw that. Doing the, you know, pay me some gold and I get you through the content. Um, yeah. So you know what they're doing, and this is this is kind of good, but it's also kind of sad. Ten years later, yeah. Really, just following the Final Fantasy 14 model now, which is how, crazy. Which you know, 
it's Blizzard, guys. You should be setting the bar, not mm. following the bar. Of the people that you inspired to to follow your games, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Crazy, that huh? Kind of I want to say something real quick while sure. we're talking about World of Warcraft. It's, a, it's totally off subject. I'm about to veer us into another dark area of the MMO space. <laughs> oh, shit. But I, I, was talk, Talk I was talking to somebody about EverQuest, right? And they really do still have all those assets from the one that we don't mention. Yeah. Uh, right? Yep. Yep. They yep. still do have all those, and they do have a lot better funding, and there is some money of some sort being poured into EverQuest as a franchise. And you know what? I do believe we're not going to get what we thought we were going to get with that unmentioned EverQuest game, right? <laughs> but I do think they're going to take those assets, and they, yeah. I think they already are, and they're working on something, right? And hopefully, mm. it's an MMO. First of all, it's not it's not a freaking mobile game, or you know, hopefully, it is an MMO. I don't care what they call it: EverQuest Three, EverQuest Reborn, Reimagined Phoenix of the EverQuest. I don't care. But hopefully, they are making <laughs> Phoenix a, of the EverQuest. <laughs> they are making a new EverQuest with those assets that they have full rights to whatever the hell they want with. You know this what I mean? Goes, this also dives into oh, the rumor that even though Amazon shut down production on the Asian version of the Lotro game or the, of the Lord of the Rings Middle Earth game that they were building with Tencent, that got stopped when they were the rumors were going around and the job listings for the creative director for an MMORPG on round Lord of the Rings in San Diego in-house. I oh, yeah. think personally that they took all those assets and just brought them to their San Diego studio and they're working on that behind the scenes, but they just haven't announced it yet. I'd be surprised if that was the case. They'll wait till they they'll wait till they have something I to think show, so, right? Yeah. Because because it's different when you're not doing crowdfunding. You don't have to announce it until you're ready yep. Yep. to do it, right? True story. I mean, Ever you know, it's crazy because I remember the early days. It was EverQuest Next. Oh, it, oh. it was it was the early days of. Uh, Medley wise, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> He's like, oh, and I'm like, it's F it, F it, man. It, I remember when because we had some people that were going to be working on that project that were working on Ashes in the early days. And some of the things that were going to be on in everquest next are things that ashes is actually doing sure so if y'all remember it, so you know a lot of people were going yeah it seems like when this flopped and they were preparing it was like why don't we give that a shot why don't we do that because it'll work in our game and they are, are doing that you know so it's i can't i just can't believe they have the audacity to say it just wasn't fun daybreak what do you know about that right like that's <laughs> that subject is not part of your repertoire okay <laughs> What do you I know don't about trust fun? your opinion <laughs> on fun, okay? So you're talking to you here. Gotta, huh? Yeah. Yeah, who do you think you're talking to? You all think Who's you the, you all think you know what fun is, but clearly you don't know what fun is because you aren't receptive to this. So how about we just we're just gonna get rid of it and it's really on you. Yeah. And now we've come full circle, haven't we, Renfell, to the Star Citizen discussion earlier? All your fault, bitches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, this is really because of you, did, right? Did you guys, did you guys discuss the uh, NFT um, <laughs> Bitcoin? I mean, uh, we did, but side. you got some thoughts on there, yo, dude. Are we really shocked by him though? Doing that, I'm, I'm not really. 
I'm opinion. a little I'm a little pissed off. I didn't even know he was doing it until he scammed everybody. Uh, right. Yeah. So I just found out that he even did the CX coin or whatever it was called. Uh, I do got to say though, at least for a scammer, he's an honest scammer. He was just yeah, like flat out came out and he said, I gotta take care of myself first and foremost. Tough shit. Yeah, yeah this is for me. suckers. Should yeah, have been is, suckers. Yeah, he was just like, hey, it's their fault. All okay. the signs were there. I was on a live stream when I said, are you kidding me? I can freaking do this and make tons of money. I told you out and then I did it. Yeah. And you guys gave me money, uh, you know, and it's unregulated. So he's the guy he's- people watch because they love to hate him. And they ha- yeah. they they keep this going because they like to watch him do the, in my opinion, scummy things that he does. Because, in my opinion, that's the entertainment they enjoy consuming. Same reason people love Ted Nugent. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the Howard Stern syndrome, yeah. right? Where why he was do you like, think he's around for so long? You know, people hate uh, him, but shock, people love yeah, to hate him because they love to watch hating him. Yeah, it's the shock, shock, and assholes it? love shock him. That's what so they're shock you know, like you're an asshole, you love him. Uh, you're not an asshole, you hate him, but you still listen because you want to get enraged. As somebody, right? Yeah, place that's your outlet for it. Yeah, that guy. That guy. One funny motherfucker. (laughs) Who knows how he really even is? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who even knows? You know, you can tell (laughs) sometimes. He's just like, oh, I know what to say right now. You're not going to like this. Uh, I do got to say this, though, about the CX coin. I'm a little little disappointed and a little offended by it, mainly because. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I wanted to do the thing. And, you know, it's going to be harder (laughs) for me to pull off my. My weekly He took your scam, man. You were gonna sell boxes in a game called Box a Lot or whatever it was called, and now yeah, Scamidia, Scamidia, Scamidia. I'm sorry, I, I should have got it right. I think I can still Jeez, do that one, I, I think I can still do that. Scamidia, yeah, it's the it's the the scam game you always wanted. You don't think you do, but you do, and we know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlock yeah. everything through loot boxes. <laughs> everything. You can't do nothing. It's not even got a title screen. There's nothing. It's a white screen. Buy a loot box, unlock stuff. You and don't, it. yeah, you don't know what's good for you, so buy more. Clearly, yeah, more. we know what you need. Yeah, eventually you'll unlock the game, and uh, yeah. it gives the developers time to make it. And um, you know, it's barely a step above what I think mm-hmm. they're going to do with Embers of Drift. I mean, it's it's almost the same thing. There's no game, and I'll make one as you pay me money. <laughs> and it's it's moments like these that I'm thankful for. Those those very uh, the minority of the games that are in development that are being honest and doing right by people like, you know what I'm saying? Like Ash of the creation. It, it's, it's clearly they, they are doing what they said they were going to do. Right. Pantheon rises of the fallen. Clearly they are doing what they said they were going to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are open world RPG games that are in development that are, you know, they're staying but, the but course. I, but, I, but I will admit yeah. that for an outsider to Pantheon that sure. isn't playing it pre-alpha, I do understand the people who are concerned, who maybe ashes don't believe too. in it just yet. Yeah. I totally get it because yeah. well, I would say the Ashes is got we've more seen a little more transparency lot, though in that regard now. Yeah, we've seen a lot. I feel like it's harder for they you went to, to alpha feel one. That way. Yeah, but Pantheon, you know, there's a lot of behind the curtains. There's a lot True. of like. You know, like I get it. If I wasn't in it and seen things myself, 
I'd be more skeptical of it by now. Uh, at first, I was just gung ho. It's Brad McQuaid. I don't care. I'm going to war. Right hey, now, yeah. it's, now it's more like well, it's been a long time, but now I'm on the inside, so I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I get more excited. Right. right? Uh, Absolutely. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of people out there who are just kind of like I don't know about this Pantheon thing until I see something for myself. I get it. It is at that point development where time to start showing very soon right i mean you know and games like camelot unchained that people it's just like you know it's behind the scenes eight years now or so there's there you go i'm ranting about it It, clearly no we don't really know the majority of people unfortunately with that one are saying they don't know they haven't gotten in on anything forums are dead yo i watched i watched a video someone sent me scrolling through the forums i saw the dates people last posted in there it it's crickets the engagement is clearly low it's clearly in development but the engagement like man you need a pr person no man i think it's too late it's it's hard watching that because you know i believe mark jacobs really really does want this to happen um i just fuck it's kind of sad. Uh, I tell you what, this would be a good time for Broadsword to just, be, you know, be like, "Hey, we're working on Dark Age Camelot too." This oh would be my a great gosh. freaking time! This would be a great time to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's messed up, but I mean, business is business. This would be a great time. They wouldn't have to show nothing. Just say, "Hey, it's in the works." It's a damn shame. It is, man. Because I'll, I'll be honest, like I. I needed to kind of see with the with Camelot Unchained, but you know, with where it's at now, it's just a damn shame, man. That, that it would have been great to get a nice Arthurian game. Yeah, MMORPG. It would have been nice to have that. It really would have. But uh, yeah, yeah. And seeing you got people talking about, it. but like even the people that have had access. I mean, I had one on Twitter today. I had people on other places comments going. I've had access and have been able to get into a play test. You had people who do that say that it's like, you know, some lady said her husband was in there, um, had access and it was like dead in there. Yeah. Um, there well, wasn't heard, much yeah. to do. I mean, it's just like, damn. They say that it hasn't changed. Like it's still the same. It was a year and a half ago. Right. Mm, like, yeah. nothing, you know, nothing new and, you know, just nothing to show for the time at all. Um, so mm-hmm. It's a damn shame. It's, it's over. Just it's done. Yeah. So and, and, and I find myself more and more. I enjoy discussions around this, but it's when there's one that shows promise. It's like I'm noticing that although I am so much more hesitant. With most games these days, that when something looks like it truly has potential, it's like. I find I'm really I'm not going to say I'm hopeful but I find myself more excited at the prospect like when I look at Elden Ring sure or like the or even something that just like is so close to not you just don't know yet like Wayward Realms like it looks like it could have a chance but you just don't know enough yet you need I need to get in there and see for myself but I'm excited for the opportunity to see for uh, yeah. myself. Wayward realms. Let me set expectations. Okay? Oh, I know. Oh, we were talking about it earlier. Okay. Yeah, but going cool ahead. Game, but 
kind of bare bones, right? Um, yeah. Indie. Go yep. into it thinking this is an indie game. Absolutely. This is not like Baldur's Gate 3 or, no, you know, no, no. This, is a, this is still a cool experience, but go in with low expectations. And I think I think you'll enjoy it if yeah. you go in with lower expectations. Yeah. Because it's promising. It's cool. Sure. Lots of lots of good stuff there, but not a triple A experience. Handful of homies. And, and, and yeah. their problem is they acted like they kind of acted like it would be, right? Did they? The way it was advertised, that was that was their bad. Oh. Like, ooh, Dragon Age. Uh, what was some of the other ones they threw out there? They threw out big names, right? Your fall, Dragon Age. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. that was a mistake. You should have just said yeah more quietly that we have some developers from these games who are making an indie project yeah you should have stuck with that indie indie and then it go would with have, the indie think, role there's some people there's gotta be some people disappointed right yeah it's good game i think it's worth the investment I'm like don't overhype it for, that's my criticism yeah. i had recently don't don't yeah because don't make I too big of a grand it. don't don't make too much of a don't try to paint too grand of a picture and that's one thing i think we, I, yeah. I can always give respect to the um hubby and wife team beyond project gorgon because they never tried to overhype their experience they just said hey we worked on these games we've got development experience that gives us the credibility to be able to make a title on our own but they didn't be like you know what i mean like they didn't try to hype it up as if they were the brainchilds behind these titles mm. or that they were somehow executives at these studios it was just no i worked on graphics and i did programming you know it was like that kind of a thing it was just like by the by we happen to work on these games, which is yeah. fair. That's that's good. as far as it should go. Good uh, thing is, I think with Wayward Realms is if they they I think they're in a good spot to go for that angle of indie and just go look. Let's make let's have an approach with this to where we can, you know, try to hit that that audience because I think I think it's I don't know I, I'm just a big proponent of don't try to like puff puff too much up and and stuff. Anytime I see that, I'm like, oh, chill out a little bit. Don't go too hard on that part. Like where it's like yeah. Now to be clear, I'm not saying it's a subpar game. No, it is a cool game. It's a good game, but it's not a triple A game, right? There's you can tell indie can, versus triple A is a is a good framework, right? And I think it's important to keep it into into context what to expect from the two. Yeah, and at least in some regard. I don't mean that means sure. like have like certain expectations with one versus another, but just right. understand that the capability on what can be delivered. Is very likely going to be different. Yeah, the scope is scope going to be different. different. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I want to say sometimes indie developers publish really big things. It makes them big. Valheim um, was a great example of that. Valheim, shit. Sure. Uh, Dark Age Camelot itself that we've already discussed was mm. a very small team. Put that together pretty freaking quickly and uh, it turned out to be a success. Metzen, Chris Metzen and Araboros, what he's doing. He's not doing another MMORPG. He's doing a tabletop project, which much smaller in scope and obviously yeah. they have a decent sized team but their kickstarter path of exile is a good example too mm-hmm. yeah path of exile is another uh, they have a really cool i don't want to sidetrack the story no so you're they good have you're a good. really cool success story we did a case study on them when we were pitching to investors with saga leucemia nice. we used them as one of our case study models because it was two dudes out of a basement mm-hmm. who took it it was really cool but Ouroboros, like they're working with a much smaller budget than they had at blizzard which is fine but the expectations yeah. are also that they have a smaller budget, and it's not like they're trying to build the next World of Warcraft. They're building right. The mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, I think we could definitely chat all night. I'm just realizing, I just now realized how long this one's been going. Damn it. 
because I, I came on late. I, dude, no, I think we would have been going a while anyway. I mean, honestly, if you had been here the whole time, we'd have been pushing a three hour easy. I just realized <laughs> how long we've been rolling. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Dude. So I think the moral of the story is I find myself, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm the opposition these days. And that's the name of the episode. I'm the freaking opposition, man. I'm so tired of all the stuff that's out there where it's just pump and dump, man. It's like it's booster, like bolster people up, get them in here, nostalgia bait and 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 jet sort of like thing that's going on. It seems to be the most dominant thing going on these days. And I'm like, I'm starting to get his perspective of getting more critical, even about the things I like, you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, money only goes so far and your time is limited in this life. So you have to justify where you're spending it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's like that with everything, to be honest. I mean, I used to think Taco Bell tasted good and I convinced myself that I don't, that it sucks because (laughs) they suck. But actually, I just outgrew it. Taco Bell tastes like crap and it always did. I was just drunk and inebriated when I ate it and I thought it was really good. Now I'm an adult and I eat it and I'm like, this is garbage. I'm going to eat this. It's a good example. That's so funny, man. That is so good, dude. Oh my Sparrow, God. Sparrow helped me come to that realization because I was talking about how how they went downhill and she was like, it's always been like that. And I'm like, you know what it was? I remember enough to know you you're right. You didn't really was. taste it because you were inebriated, man. It's like it's like someone who's high, who's eating like the most basic like food. They pulls a block of cheese out of the fridge. It's got a little mold on it. Scarfs yeah. it down. It's like, oh my God, that's absolutely the best yeah, cheese like, I've ever had. It's like, oh homie, it was great value what do you mean you know what i mean is that gouda no that's the mold but it's cool you know what i mean it's like i'm telling you man it's just true man i'm like these days i'm i'm critical i think even of the things i'm enjoying and i like and i have hope for because sometimes i feel like as a consumer it's the best way I can support them by keeping them honest. If, if the voice they hear even matters because there was a time when people, we, we went and we, you know, they put a lot of work into a game because they were passionate about it. They loved it and they wanted it to be good. And they wanted you to love the world they built too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good, important point right there is shared passion. And if someone isn't passionate about their own project, it's really hard to get other people excited about it because it's going to show like if you're not willing to get out there and show your face and just talk up your project and all the cool lore you have and all the things you have, like no one's going to believe it. Like you have to be willing to put it on the line. Um, it's one of the things I've always appreciated about Elon Musk, love him or hate him um, is he's out there and like his whole wealth is everything he has is in obviously he had to cash out this year because his options were going to expire, but he's paying the biggest tax bill in the history of the nation. But all of his wealth is tied up in the actual uh, equity of his companies. Like he doesn't pull million dollar salary. He sleeps on the office floor. He, you know, works these insane 120 hour work weeks. Like when you bleed your own vision, that sells people. Like yep. it just sells people. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you what, the, the problem, a lot, one of the many problems is that <laughs> it's what you guys said, but developers used oh to God. make MMOs be, because 
they wanted to make MMOs for the rest of their life, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. They didn't want to get rich quick. They didn't want to release a subpar product so they could inch along and survive on the littlest amount of work possible. They wanted to make MMOs for the rest of their life. So the passion and the dedication to that product was absolute. And now the passion is absolute till launch. And then it's just like this weird catch up game of how long can we milk them until they figure out what's behind the curtain. You know, here's 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 my thoughts. Like when I think of a lot of the stuff that's out there, you know what I think? I think of those 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 games I played and it's not that it's not that, you know, we're chasing this thing that doesn't exist anymore or whatever. It's that I I remember the movies, the comics, the games I played in my youth and even in adulthood where the person, the people that created that, that had a vision that built that world, were passionate about it. They loved it and they just wanted to share it. And it did good because that was in it. Right. It's like but I feel like these days so often what happens is everyone's in line to sell you the next product because they want your money. Not be, not because they're trying to put it out there because they love and they're passionate about it. And here's the thing they forget about me, at least homies. I don't need to be, I don't need your shit. I don't have to buy your shit to be happy. I'm perfectly happy living in my own little world where I'm happy creating the fantasy world where I'm happy. I don't need it, but it would be nice if there were more of them out there because those things that are true like that are in the heart and soul of what they are, those games that people pour their passion and their love into, things like The Witcher, things like The Wheel of Time, things like Tolkien, things like Legend of Zelda, things like those three Prince of Persia trilogy games, right? Things like Mario 64, things like, uh, I don't know, freaking Dark Souls, uh, all of these games that I'm talking talking about to name a very very select few of these universes whatever here's the thing i don't need them but when they're there it's beautiful because it enriches my life and i am all the better for it because you put something out there that was beautiful and awesome and you know it Look at us. We got a show because things like that exist. I'm saying it would be nice if more of those things did. If we had more people who were honest about the world we created that came from that place, right? Instead of it just being about nostalgia bait and selling it and then dipping and trying to exploit your coin purse. Y'all stick out like a a sore thumb, man, to me. Yeah. And I'm going to call you out when I see you because it's bullshit and I'm not buying it. I got to say that I do need it. I need it. I need it. I need the nerd. I need the, I need the MMO. <laughs> I need the adventure. I need the, to the, your the nostalgia fellowship. Balls. I need to oh, feel like on. I am a, a paladin and I'm living in this virtual <laughs> world. And I need the escape from what I consider to be a fairly boring uh, corporate life. Uh, I need, I need it. I have to have it. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. You don't have it. I'll find it. I'll find it somewhere else. Right. Somebody, like, somebody will have it because there's enough small, cool indie projects out there. <laughs> We've been void um, that um, yeah. are proving that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. It's okay. Um, there are lots of cool small projects. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I'm where, doing my own thing. I'm tired of all this crap. I can do better. I've been brewing a damn thing for almost two decades. Fuck it. Yeah. 
what's yeah. it, what's it going to take? I'm gonna, I'm not losing anything investing in myself or my, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't need your shit to be happy. I can make yeah. mine. And if it's shit when I launch, well, I can live with that. Lisa did something with it. I'm just tired of the routine of like, it is true. All right. I'm going to yes. play this game for a while. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, it's not really my passion, but I'll play it because it's, it, you know, it's good enough for now. And then TLP comes out for EverQuest. Oh, let's do that again for the 5,000th time. Uh, you know, and then let's go play this new content and this new MMO. And let's, I'm just tired, man. I just Free want skin to. Bullshit. You're like, dude, I need, I need my home and I just need to lay down and bask and roll in it until I'm dead. That's what I need. So what you're saying is you want to roll in a pile of the fallen? Yeah, I want to roll. I'm gonna roll all in that. I'm gonna roll all up in it in that beautiful pantheon with all those fallen fools. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. I just need to. I need to live it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to live my MMO, not play my MMO. I'm sick of playing MMOs. I want to live in my MMO. Yeah. And and for me, I, I want to wake up every day and arise fresh and new in my own ashes. Because I am Phoenix, after all. Booyah. So yep. you better be careful, though. You keep getting, we keep getting screwed around. And instead of ashes, you'll be adrift of embers. Oh, no. I won't. You know why? Because I didn't sign up for that bullshit. <laughs> Are you not going turd. to do it for the job, dude? You're not no. going to do it for the job? Nope. I, I'm, not, I I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not because I. I have to at least be interested, and I'm not anymore. I was interested in it when it was Sagalusemia. Embers Adrift doesn't. I, I don't even know what your game is, dude. Why would I? Why? Why would I want to buy it or play it? I don't even know what the fuck's going on here, dude. What I they want say, to. What they've showed you is, I think, what it is. That is what it is. Then they don't know what it is. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what i see it just seems like they don't know what it is why would i want to sign up for you they want you to tell them what it is remember they said that actually they want you to tell them what it is mm -mm. so i can tell them what it nope. is i'll make my own thing then i'm happy to do that that's what i do anyway worked on a map the other night fucking felt great i'll do that that's cool i got plenty of shit to do my life fuck look at elden ring coming up that's oh, baby, let's get That's it. It may, it may or may I not hope, be I the hope, next big thing. But I it hope will it be. rocks. I just hope it rocks. It doesn't have to be the next big, big thing. I just hope it's got a good story and it rocks and it's fun. And if it does, I'll be happy because that is really all I'm hoping for. Yeah. Just, I don't need it to be like, you know, I'm not trying to overhype it. I'm trying to have some realistic expectations and just have them deliver on that. Yeah. It may be a little lacking on story. It might be. It shouldn't be, but it might be. You know, that's the only thing that really feels mysterious about that game. Also, and that was what Renfo was talking about last episode. Now, you know, that yeah. reason I haven't pre ordered yet, but I am yeah. tempted because I know I'm moving in mid March. So there's a part of me, because I don't know exactly when my internet's going to be and mm. when we get there and how long I'm going to have to wait for it to get a setup. So there's a part of me that wants to buy it just to get it downloaded and pre installed on the Xbox so that when I move, I have, you know, three or four games that are already installed that I can play, even if I don't have juice for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, by the way, for, for the looking for more shows, I'll just get ahead of this one. Um, 
I'll participate in my phone if I have to, but uh, I should still be able to be here for those. But it it might true be champion. Me. It might be we with my phone propped up in vertical <laughs> mode, you know, or in horizontal Dude, mode. I got a box behind you. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, I we're, we're already rounding down to three hours anyway, so I'm just going to end up rolling and, and ending when we end today. But I, I got to tell you guys, like, I... I just want a few good games to play. I really do. I yeah. just want some decent ones. I want some decent stories. I want some things that are, you know, inspiring. And I don't feel like there really are a lot of them out there. I really don't. You There's know, one wait for you and you're not playing it. So I don't know. Oh, what you're you're fun. About. You're funny. Just like you're funny with your uh, video. Do you want to explain that video you sent that we you weren't here for earlier that I brought up and mentioned about homie in a car popping a cap and you had a hey. reference? Do you want to elaborate on that? I was, I was concerned. I was it wasn't me what do you mean i thought maybe caspian you see he was coming for you and you had to do what you had to do and the media was playing you all wrong i just had to make sure you were okay yeah, you know what i'm i'm actually talking about pokemon pokemon legends is a great freaking game dude it? it's good oh it's good dude yeah. it's good this is a dash cam of a uh, from inside a driver uh shows him shooting during uh what is it what is the what's the actual statement it's a road rage incident Dude had a gun in his car and he popped a cap. He looked like clearly looked like he shot through his own front window shooting at somebody or something. Like what in the actual hell? And he's like, Caspian was coming at him, I think. And he said, like, that was me popping a cap. Because what? <clears throat> I'm just going to say this. All right. Not all bald people with beards look the same. Yeah, he really doesn't look okay. like him, but it's close enough. And there was like a, 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 a post in there about Chronicles of Illyria. Got it. Shout out to Caspian for being the douche that i believe you are because in my opinion your scam starter gives me great content because you're just a great example of what in my opinion bullshit looks like see what you do there you say what you're saying and you're not having to worry about being in trouble for anything because you just say in my opinion and i in this country can express my opinions freely and i have the opinion that he's a scammy little piece of shit that's fucking people over. So anytime I have the opportunity to use that case study as a good example of what not to do as a human being in this world, making a video game, I reference that because in my opinion, it's a scam starter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If reincarnation is real, then the bottom level of hell <laughs> is probably being that guy today. <laughs> Money's drying up. Everybody hates you. You're the scum of the earth. Everybody knows it. Nobody's falling for your shit no more. They never will again. Uh, See, that's how you do it. It's like I feel like I'm teaching bad behavior in chat right now. <laughs> hey, it's just real world, man. It is. So it really is. So you know, there's some hope this year, though, isn't there? There really is. There's uh, the Rings of Power coming up in September. We got Star Trek Discovery, Picard. We got the whole with Brave New Worlds and all this stuff. We got you know games and stuff coming out. New server. There's that, you know, there's stuff and things to do, right? I'm looking forward to, you know, trying out Elden Ring, actually. Yeah, that's I'm, my, that's the highlight really of February. That is the very last day of February. We got to wait. I, I hope bad. that I can just jump in that game for a little while, honestly. I really do. I hope that I can jump in it and have fun. You need to have a game yeah. that isn't about your YouTube channel and, yeah. or content yes. creation. That's what I want it to be. Plug. And just disappear for yes. six eight hours a day for a yeah. few days. Yes, bend. yes. I want I want it too because also selfishly, like being Dude, in other it. fantasy worlds or watching them is like inspiring because you, you kind of get this 
like, you know, cause sometimes I'll watch something and then I'll get done. And it's like, you know, I'll think about what I'm doing and then I get this random idea and I'm like, Oh shit, I've never heard of that before, but it wouldn't have been there without the spark of the others that exist. And it, it's good. I think it's really symbiotic for the whole fantasy universe. When you got more of that, we just don't have that much in my opinion of it. That's good. Yeah, we don't have, we don't, we do not, we don't have enough movie and shows or otherwise games either. Like, I'm just going to say it again. What is Wizards of the Coast doing? Not releasing their campaigns. They have so many of and release them, just hire some people to make them, right? And, and people you know, love like, it clearly. D&D is rolling yeah, right now. So yeah. And how many people have started a campaign, wanted to know what happens for whatever reason, if the group fell apart and they, they just sit around like, what do I happen in that campaign? Watch an animated show that, that gives them 12 episodes that runs yeah. the campaign for them, you know? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, Damn. Alex, what were you thinking of? Like a video game? I was game? talking about making the game in a CRPG oh, format. Oh, I was thinking like shows oh. or any sort of media that, too, that though. you can consume it in. Yeah. That too, yeah. True. Like, go wild. You have this crazy franchise that has blown up recently. And uh, CRPGs are back, baby. They're yeah. back. They're they still are. hot. And, we, you know, Do we it. got Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, that's D&D, right? But all I'm saying is you have this really cool, you have a lot of Curse of Strahd, uh, even yes. the Lost Minds of Man Devil would make a really cool CRPG. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dragons of Ice Spear, whatever. Like, There's so much that they have to play with. And every time I buy a book and I read through it, the candle keep. Uh, mm. the, every time I read through the book, I'm like, man, just yeah. hire people and get them to make these into CRPGs. People would have a freaking blast. They'd be memories for a really long time. Especially you get something and really intricate like Alcat look Gang. At Obsidian. Obsidian can produce. I don't. Maybe Alcat is another good example. Obsidian's they another. Shown, one. They have shown that they can produce yeah. really high quality CRPGs for under five million dollars. Like I'm not saying that that's not a lot of money. It is right. obviously a chunk of change. But for a company like Blizzard, who is sitting on hundreds of millions, like if they could, if they could get a budget and say these, you need to make these games for two million dollars or less. What did Owlcat get from their Kickstarter? Like 1.8 million or something. So. I don't know if they had outside funding no. for. Uh, well, they had money from the previous Pathfinder that's too. That's the thing. Right? We don't know yeah. exactly how much, but we can assume that it's probably in the ballpark of three million. Yeah, so sure. if, if 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 Wizards could say 2.5 million is the budget, and they can contract some companies to make that quality level, like Pillars of Eternity two. Wrath of, yeah. you know, Wrath and, of the Righteous. And give them a name, right? Like, what was the old series, the Gold Box? It was, uh, what, uh, the, uh, the Gold Box series. Uh, Radiance. Yeah, like Pools uh, of Radiance and all those. What, I can't remember what they called it right now, but mm, give it a name. Like, this is our Bloody Blah series. It's fifth edition, um, you know, uh, campaigns, and they release them. It could be different developers. It doesn't matter. Uh, but this is the our series. Especially going into 5.5, mm. etc. It's just a really golden opportunity for them to capture some of these histories and stories and things in a way that anybody can can uh, you oh, know. I've forgotten realms. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah, One the forgotten days. realm series that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, Dragonlance. Yeah. Mm. Dragonlance needs to. Yeah. Oh, baby. Give me some Dragonlance. Uh, on a side baby. note, oh, I got a last thing to nerd out about. I've heard No Way Home is a damn good movie. The Spider Man movie. I haven't oh, watched I've heard, it yet. I've, I've got freaking Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire back in on it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I've heard that's like, pretty like good. So my wife is not yeah. a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah. She has never seen the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, and I think they're the best personally. I like them. I like them, I I like them all, but I'm a Spider-Man fan, so. I like them all, too. But I'm down to draw because of that. Ones, I, I do like Tom Holland. I think he's a fun kid, and he, he breathes some fresh life into Spider-Man as a young kid. Absolutely. But I did like the Sam Raimi ones a lot, and they're on Netflix right now. And so I told Chris, I was like, I know they're not your, I know Spider-Man's not your favorite, but if we have nothing else to do, would you be open to this? And she's like, yeah, I would. So I was like, at least she admitted that she would watch it. With they're with fun me. movies. Those are fun movies. Yeah. They totally screwed up Venom. I mean, they just. Yeah, man. Yes. The third, okay. the third film is not the movie. best one. It's Maximum still a good one. You can watch and have fun by that point. Oof. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like got the, that 70s kid. Uh, yeah, they got that. Um, I remember on the, uh, what was it? The. The Andrew Garfield ones, right? They started that one whole one off, but this is a whole thing we could get into another time. But like they started off with the whole his parents being spies thing, kind of hitting that vibe area, which there was a whole lot. Of, there was like that maximum clonage thing, maximum carnage yeah, thing. Carnage series. Maximum yeah. carnage was good. The whole um, what was it called? The Sinister Six. But I think mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what No Way Home is. Because you see all the enemies. I don't think it's the six, though, but I think it's like maybe five of them, four of them, five of them or whatever out of it. I need to see because it wasn't the vulture. He was one of them. That's probably who they're missing to make it the Sinister Six. Then technically, because the vulture was one of them, although wasn't he actually? Yeah. Okay. anyway, that's what they would, I think, need in order to make that work, because I think it was like what the vulture, uh, Doc Ock, you had Electro, you had Sand Guy. And then you had what was it Venom and then one other one, right? I have to look at it anyway. Sorry, Mysterio, he was one of them too. Mysterio, yeah, Mysterio, yeah. So you'd need anyway. I'm sorry, I'm just bounced around in Nerdland there because I used to live in that domain of (laughs) Spider Man. That was like how I learned how to draw, was Spider Man was my gateway into drawing, and then I learned how to draw doing that stuff. Um, but we have a lot in common. Spider-Man was my favorite as a kid, too. Oh, uh, bro. I've, I was yeah. always more partial to Wolverine, and Gambit was my... Gambit was like badass. Gambit's I like good. I like X-Men a lot, too. Yeah. Yes, true. We're going to... We're going to... That's that's where we're going next week. We're going to get into the, the nerdy influence stuff. There is that's, a Marvel MMO in the works. Yeah. Heard, man. Heard. Next week's going to be the, the return of the nerd. That's a good title for the next show, actually. Yeah. Wasn't that a movie series in the 80s, Return of the Nerds? And they Perfect one for episode 69. <laughs> oh, gosh. Funny. Let's do that. We're going to do that next week. We're going to talk about the things that we nerded out about as kids. And and all of y'all, we're going to talk about that as well, too, because that's going to be fun one to watch chat popping off with. Because we're going to be all over the place. And the beautiful thing about those conversations is they synergize and they tend to breed new reference points and conversations that spawn from it. Spawn. Spawn was a good one. Talking about <laughs> yeah, stuff. One, See yeah. that? So yeah. that's going to be our next show, everybody. With that being said, though, I'm going to let the uh, gentleman here, Renfeld and Nathan, shout out their domains and where you can find them when they're not on this podcast. Right. Um, the first place and easiest place to find me is going to be my personal YouTube channel which is youtube.com forward slash Renfell. I'm doing lots of different things, gaming videos, other stuff. Uh, like today was um, talking about is player retention more important than box sales? So, you know, having discussions around MMORPGs. But the most important thing, obviously, is going to be 
um, the Weave in the Void project. And if you want to know more about that, we just announced the uh, publication window for our tabletop books, which are May, June. Um, we released two of the map packs yesterday. Um, we got some, hopefully theoretically very soon, an announcement to make about an artist. And, nice. Um, lots of cool stuff coming in the pipeline with that. There's also the point and click game, the book chapters, all that stuff. Patreon.com forward slash Winery Hermits. And of course, on the Twitch channel, for Weave in the Void is where the three of us, along with my wife, my brother, Sparrow, and Bounty Code, play Lost Mind of Fandelver every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central. And yes. I can say, I can, I can confirm this now because we confirmed it with everybody on the team who's a part of this show. Um, we will be wrapping up Lost Minds of Fandelver very, in the next couple of months here, but we are already looking ahead to the Weave in the Void campaign, which is going to be launching around the same time as the tabletop books are out. So if you want to get ahead of that pre-order the books you can also be setting your sights on may june new campaign new adventure and a whole lot more fun so yeah. make sure you follow it all those places folks yeah and i want to i want to i want to reiterate that you need to come watch us yes on sundays uh we go live at uh, uh i'll get my time zones mixed up nine here central. Uh, nine central 10 p.m eastern right yes and yep. uh you can come watch us because we're having a lot of fun and it is chat can get involved with channel points yeah. um and it, it's a it's it's a hoot we 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 get into some trouble for sure yep. he um, can so help and or harm us and if you want to check me out i'm on the nathan napalm on youtube and the nathan napalm on twitter and the nathan napalm on OnlyFans. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, um, did you fix the the puppet thing with where the, the lotion comes out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I've got it. It's a it's 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 a little cheap. It's a turkey baster, but it's worked <laughs> out nice and even. It looks good. Lather it up, puts the lotion on its skin. Hey man, it's been a great time. Appreciate everybody for for hanging out here with us. Obviously, join us on Discord.gg forward slash Shamorg to catch up with uh, the community here that gathers around this show. Obviously, catch us uh, on Sunday after the Ashes Pathfinder podcast uh, over at nine nine p.m. Uh, Central over on Weave in the Void. Um, we'll be doing our D and D campaign catch up there and following through. You can you can harm us. You can help us. Uh, always uh, reference to help us because uh, we can use a little help sometimes and. And uh, yeah, uh, might be the end of today's show, as always. Um, Got to give a shout out to all of you who are here. Um, looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty. Until next time, live your best lives. Walk in the light and have a great night, friends. We'll see you again real soon. Good night, everybody.